everybody, how's it going? We are back. We are finally here again, ready to bring you another awesome podcast for you guys here at the Gone Shooting Podcast. And uh, it's been a hot minute, but uh, we jumped on it and uh, just figured it's time to get back with it again. So uh, we thank everybody for sticking around. Anybody that's uh, still followed us on Facebook and everything and uh, trying to keep you all in the game with everything, but we're back, and how's everybody doing tonight? Man, I could not be any more excited. Super, super pumped. Glad to be back. Oh, yeah. We're here drinking a few brewskis, smoking a little cigars and flacking milds, and uh, ready to rock and roll for uh, tonight's show. So, uh, again, thanks for everybody for tuning in, and, uh, you know, we got some new followers as well, and, uh, you know... For those out there, we'll get you, uh, we'll get get you back in the program with everything how we do things here, and uh, you know, kind of reintroduce ourselves since it's been quite a minute. Uh, we call ourselves Gone Shooting Podcast just because, you know, a it's a great ACDC song. We all love ACDC, and uh, the term shooting just means straight talk. Real man, we are not shit. not a hunting specific podcast, as some of you followers may think, but we're not going to deter you from that because you liked us for a reason. Um, but we talk everything. Sports, music, life, anything at all. It's it's all, None of it's off limits. So, Again, thanks for everybody who's liked us on Facebook. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We just got an Instagram going too. But probably a little more active on Facebook right now. Um, and then... You know, one of the things we do usually, we have a top five segment we usually do. We're not going to do it this week because we have kind of a short notice, but we're going to be on a schedule now, getting back on the program with everything, so we will have a top five for everybody the next time we come around. Uh, also, a couple of quick shout-outs here real quick. Uh, Shout-out to Fifth Line Sports. That's the local website that uh, we got a buddy that, edits there and writes there and all that kind of stuff and nice little website for any little sports stories and all that kind of stuff and stats and also an awesome awesome thing we're doing today our buddy Danny Poland his band artist we're going to be premiering a brand new song ahead of his album release which is next Friday December 7th he's got his album release album release show December 8th at the Listing Loom. I'll be there. Yep, yep. It's going to be a good show. I got my ticket. Tan Man will be there, right? Yep, yep. So, don't miss it out. Stay tuned. We got the brand new song. I've heard it. It's fucking awesome. I have not. And I could not be any more excited about it. Yeah. So, cannot wait to play that later on. But, uh, for now, let's catch everybody up on what we've been up to. <laughs> Our last show was in April, I believe. It's been a while. So, yeah, it's been a, good... a very long, productive, busy summer. Been a while. So uh, I, don't, I don't care whoever wants to go first. Uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest reason we decided to take a break in the first place was uh, my lovely wife. Shout out to Meg. Uh, gave birth to a beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Lexington Anna Jane, and uh, that was the original reason that we were taking a little hiatus and. It by no means was supposed to be a six-month hiatus, but it indeed was, and she was born on May the 4th, and yes, may the 4th be with you also, and also with you. Uh, 
That's uh, that's what I've been up to. I am. Uh, that's my second child. You know, we have Kale Hunter, who uh, let's see, he's three and a half. You know, he'll be four in March. So I've been really busy with that. Obviously, we all have work going on. And let's see. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of other stuff going on at Camp Wright. Baby girl is uh, doing really well, and like I said, man, unbelievably beautiful. As beautiful, I know I'm biased. As beautiful as can be. I know I'm biased, but she is indeed beautiful. Thank goodness that my wife is my wife, because I know that she didn't get her good looks from me. So uh, that's really all I've been up to. You know, I've been watching a little football, been working a lot. Uh, my Wildcats have tipped off. They're uh, they're okay. I'm really excited about this season. Until you know, um, I saw that Duke team. That uh, and Gonzaga looks pretty good. It's a little wild, but uh, real quick to plug that, um, my boy Joe B. Hall, former Wildcats coach, uh, legend in the bluegrass. It is his 90th birthday today, and I could not be any more excited that uh, my boy is 90. That's really it. It uh, camp right. See, so you said that now. He's probably gonna die as soon as we finish this. Oh, dude. If he does, um, I don't really know what I'd do, but I'd be really sad. I can tell you that. Uh, that's really good for me, Big Willie. What nice, you up to, dog? Nice to have another member of the of our circle. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Just gets bigger, gets bigger by the month, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, over here on my end, I've had some pretty major life-changing events happen. Um, some of you know, and some of you may not know that. Me and my beautiful now fiance. Um, well, I. Did you get choked up? There yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit, a little choked up. So. Come on, dude. Oh. She's not that cool, for God's sake. <laughs> well, in in July of this year, we went. We took a trip to Chicago, and I proposed to my girlfriend of four years, Miss Shelley Dorston. And she is the love of my life, and we have. And oh, she's, in, and she's in house too. So our whole summer has been focused on wedding planning. We have a date set for ten nineteen nineteen of next year. Oh God, that's the worst planning of <laughs> effing wedding. Hey, I tell you what, we're we are like, we are on the ball with everything. Um, we have everything set up. We are, we have the, I mean, DJ, photographer, every, life's great. Life is really great. Um, I couldn't be happier. Um, it's, it's, it's chaos, though. It's, it, is, <laughs> it is a lot, a lot going on. So I'm super stoked. She's super stoked. I got a, a beautiful bride-to-be. Well, I let's put wait. her on the spot here. Are you super stoked? I'm super stoked. <laughs> okay, all right. Just making sure. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll all be there. Yeah, actually, you all will be there. <laughs> Everyone in this room right now will be there. <laughs> we I know. Can't wait. We're excited for you guys. I know my those. family. My family's super excited about it. Thank so, you guys. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else good going on? Um. Let's see. In the sporting world, I mean. How are the dogs? <laughs> well, the sporting world. We'll start there. Let's, uh, uh, I want to get to the dogs. Oh, okay. I'm God sorry. God damn it. I want to get to the dogs. Well, our dogs are. Full of sass, and we love them, and everything's great. Full Slevin, of sass and furry Slevin, ass. Slevin, trip, right? and zoe. <laughs> sass and full of ass. You know it. Yeah. 
Speaking of dogs, on my end, I'm yeah, you know, super excited. Finally, he was able to adopt one. That's why I wanted to get to the dogs, Willie. Uh, that was uh, a... <laughs> hint, hint. Sorry, hey, we're all a little rusty here tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's not home yet. He's uh, still getting he's getting fixed this Wednesday, this, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday on the 5th, and he will be coming home then, and, and uh, me and Colton could not be more excited. That was uh, that was a that was a man. I know it's going to sound weird to a lot of people, but that the only feeling I could compare that to was when when Colton was born, and uh, that was that was a pretty big deal for me. Well, anybody who has a dog, it's not going to sound weird too. I mean, that was you know, it was hard not being able to bring him home right away too. But man, I just yeah. He, I, I, he was on my radar, but the moment I saw him is like when I fell in love with him. Yeah. And I just, I, I was not, like they were. Where'd you get him through? Animal Friends. Animal Friends, okay. And uh, we had kind of hung around. I mean, I left work early that day and everything. Because and, it was, uh, my you know, schedule sometimes is not favorable. And, uh, and um, I couldn't go on Friday. And they were having a Black Friday event. And I was like, like I just I have no other day. Thanksgiving was Thursday, so they were going to be closed. Couldn't really get there to that, and I was, and that was the only day I could really do it because they were open until seven that day, and it was the only day literally that I could. And yeah, they they worked with me. They gave me their Black Friday deal for him and everything, and I just, I didn't care. I told him I said I don't care. Like I just I want this dog. Like yeah. I'm not leaving here until you give me like until this dog is in my name. <laughs> So I know that you had a poll posted up on Facebook on two different names that you were asking for yeah. opinions for, Ozzy yeah. and Zepp. Yeah. Are either one of those names still uh, in the running? It's Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but it's uh, probably not what everybody, I wasn't necessarily using the poll to make the decision for me. I was just kind of curious. Sure. But, cool. Um, I kind of told everybody I would wait until Wednesday to reveal when he got home. Nice. Some people already know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Can't wait. And to, you know, kind of before that is, you know, back in July, I purchased this house, you know, which is you know, my first home. And <laughs> welcome to so, hell. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's actually been fun. But it's like I told you guys, or told you before, this is the most I've ever time I've ever spent out in the garage, just because I've never had time. I've never had any reason to come out here. And right now, it's kind of podcast central, so. I really? call it Podcast HQ to Meg. Yeah, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should get a big sign out in front of G- it. GSP HQ is what I refer to it as. That's appropriate. There we yeah. go. We just named our uh, headquarters. Yeah, hey, that's what I'm talking about, right? Give me some of that. Right, right on here. We got <laughs> so, we got set up about 15 minutes before this. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was literally nothing in here except what the people left me in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's nice having... Yeah, own space and big backyard. Dude, the home ownership in itself is just like such a huge feat, such a huge leap in adulthood that it's like, I mean, it's it's great. Yeah, no doubt. So I can't wait for it. So well, again, well, we just hey, when you get when you get your dog in, I, w- I would like to post all of, a picture of all of our dogs on, on the uh, on the page. Yeah, for sure. We got a shitload of them. Between we the have three more of dogs us. than people for sure. <laughs> we do. Yeah. I got three. Willie and Shelly got three, and Ryan's got his one, and. That's uh, that's seven dogs in one picture. If you're, yeah. if you're keeping track at home, if you're counting. <laughs> so that's kind of what we've been up to. It's kind of why we've uh, not been here for a while. But our, our plan is to uh, be a little consistent. Uh, as of right now, I'll probably do a show a month, which works for everybody because of life, work, 
all that kind of stuff. We've got at least nine months before we have to take another break for another child for me, so. Right. Yeah, we can be at least at least a little consistent. I mean, we can do one in the hospital while making birth or something. I don't no know. doubt. We hey, could third, do a play-by-play on that. Yeah, no doubt. Third kid, I bet she'd be in for that. Yeah. I'm giving her the epidural before we leave the house. <laughs> so there'll be a lot of, a lot of things different this time around. <laughs> so again, this is what we've been up to. That's why we're back now. And another thing too, if you if you've never heard the show before, you know you can go back and listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, links and Facebook, whatever, or you can just go SoundCloud, search "Gone Shooting Podcast." We like to let you know when we pop a top, and because it's our first time back in a while, we're going to commemorate this with a trifecta of uh, tops being popped. So. There we oh, go. Oh man, show is officially back on. That so was here we go. Excellent. That was excellent. Couple hey, things cheers. too. Cheers to you yes, guys. Hey, cheers, cheers to everybody. You, you know, I, I would say that I miss you, but I see you fuckers like every two weeks. Well, you even, see me every day. <laughs> yeah, true that. Even when we're not doing the, even when we're not doing the show, we, Ryan and I worked together, and Willie and I played softball summer long. So I didn't miss you guys. Just wanted to let you know that. Fuck you. Well, yeah, we miss, no, but we miss doing the show together. <laughs> no doubt. We no miss doubt. the show, but not each other. A <laughs> <laughs> couple things, too. We have so much that we have in mind for this. I mean, just to, just to make this bigger. And we want everybody's participation. I mean, don't be afraid to share anything, to like our page. I mean, nothing at all. Comments. We've got some good recommendations from everybody, and we couldn't appreciate it more. I mean, we're we're trying to grow this. We're not. It's not going to be something that provides our income or anything like that. But we enjoy doing it. We enjoy talking about the things. I mean, this is all based on this. The whole premise of this and the whole thing that got this started was just the fact that we sit around and have all these amazing conversations. We're the three best friends that anybody can have. We're the three best friends. That <laughs> there you go. Anyone could have. And. Just to be able to put this out for everybody to hear, you know, because I'm sure we could get a ton of people, you know, in a room with us and just have all these conversations. Please don't be afraid to participate. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can improve on. Let us know what we can stop being so awesome with. I don't know anything at all. Just just tell us. And uh, again, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram now. You can check us out at SoundCloud, Gone Shooting Podcast. I even have a Google Podcast app on my phone. Searched it one day just for shits and giggles because I was listening to other podcasts. Yeah. And boom, there we are, Gone Shooting Podcast. So That's killer. If you got the Google Podcast That's app, killer. you can check that out. It's probably a little more accessible than SoundCloud is. But for now, that's all we can do. So, again, thanks everybody for checking in. And also... One one thing we've got we've got a shirt maker in home and house here, you know. We've po- we've 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 huh? oh we've, yeah that's me. We've thrown out the possible <laughs> idea of making T-shirts for the podcast. I mean, so if anybody's interested at all at, at all, please let us know. I mean, maybe we can get them make made up so you guys can see. And if anybody's interested, let us know. We'll get you on. It'll be great. You know, just help us support the podcast because we have fun doing it. And, you know, we just hope that we can, uh, you know, entertain you all with our witty banter. That's it, man. You'll, you'll, you'll hear if you if you go back to the archives, like episode one and two and stuff like that. Like, we just talked about the fact that we sat around and entertained ourselves. And we had friends 
who were, you know, at the, the apartment that we, that Will and I lived in and Ryan v frequented. <clears throat> and we entertained ourselves and we entertained everybody who came over. And it was like, it was um, like we weren't trying to. You know, right. It was. It was just that we we were just speaking. Just we were just being ourselves. We were just being the the, the three. Well, four if you include young. The four best friends yeah. that anybody can have. This is literally like seven years <laughs> in the making, but we just decided to say, you know what, fuck it, let's yeah. just do something. If we're going to sit around and have these conversations, we may as well let other people listen. To I've them. always yeah. said it. If there was a camera in the room, yeah, right, it'd be the funniest show anybody's Absolutely. ever seen. No, 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 but no. now that, you know, technology's there, we're able to get together, shoot it out here every now and then, and boom. And we've already moved up in the world. I mean, this started from us just hovering over my phone God, that was first, so awesome. and then using a PA to f f be able to do multiple people, and still having my phone being hovered over with sound. And Did you just say doing multiple people? No, I said having multiple people. Well, yes. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> and, you know, now we're somewhat professional. We got mixers. We got a laptop recording, too. And I, you know. We've got a table. Make it sound good. <laughs> right. We have, we have a location. <laughs> we have GSPHQ. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's that's excellent. Just, just came up here right here. No so, yeah. T-shirts, let us know. Also... Anybody's interested? Uh, not sure if I mentioned what kind of what we talk about here, but one of the other things we talk about is wrestling a little bit here and there. Me and Ty, huge fans, lifelong. Willie, you're a fan too. I'd oh, say absolutely. probably more casual. Casual. Casual these days. I, I was an Uber fan growing up. So, Attitude era. And me and Ty possibly working on a uh, just a strictly wrestling podcast, like nothing else. We'll still talk about it here. Probably still talk about more current stuff here. And then on that one, we'll just talk history and all that. From a fan's point of view, because I, me, I've been obsessed with it. I know you have, Ty, especially because your car radio doesn't work. <laughs> we listened to uh, a podcast called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, who was a head man in the company for 20-plus years, and it's just... I mean, some of the insight and stuff like that. And, again, more inspiration, kind of how this thing started. And But, you know, we've heard from wrestlers' point of views and their podcasts. You know, this is the first one I know of, of an executive and his point of view. Right. We want to give a fan perspective. What We, we weren't there. Right, exactly. We were sitting on the couch watching the things, paying for the – well, parents were paying for it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we weren't yeah. paying for them back then. And Shit, so, you guys paid for it when you were kids? We had a black box. <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of tossing it out there. Maybe, maybe not. It's it's something that we definitely want to do. Um, but, yeah. So, again, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. I think we've got the introductions, reintroductions, the welcomings, all that kind of stuff out of the way. Now we can get into some some real talk, some shoot talk. Okay, so okay. We can, we can go some shooting now. I like where this is heading. Real quick again before we get into the next segment. Our buddy Danny Poland, his band Artist, we are premiering a brand new song from him ahead of his album release next Friday. Again, could not be more stoked. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've heard he's got three other songs out right now. And, uh, and I, you know, I was telling him, like, hey, man, you know, you care if we promote your show? Yada yada, and I was like, "Do you care if we play like a snippet of your songs, right. yeah, or something like that?" And you know, he's like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And I asked him, I said, "Well, is there one you prefer?" 
is there like a you know throwing up quotations here like a lead single sure. you want us to push and he's like well actually I have another song coming out he's like uh, you know if you if you want to play I said it's a, a, totally up to you man uh, and I was like I, I you know is it, if it's going to be out before we do this podcast you know I can just get on iTunes he's like I'll just send it to you nice and send it to me I listened to it and you know not I'm not just saying this because we're playing it but ended up being probably my favorite of the four I've heard it's a killer, killer song. Can't wait for everybody here. Stay tuned. We have that coming up. We have more information on his show. But the song, again, great song. Can't wait to premiere for him and uh, totally appreciate him allowing us to do that for him. I so. feel like we're very privileged to be able to just do oh, that. Yeah. That is so cool to just get the local scene behind yeah, us right. and just giving them a little boost wherever we can. I mean, they're, right. that's what they're shooting for. They want their, their music, their song to get out to the people and we have that little avenue to possibly propel it to some other people and he and he is a fantastic songwriter he's got a great voice uh, again uh, you can look him up at artist and that's R R T I S T right look him up Spotify iTunes um, you know he's he's got some great songs and I'm, I'm telling you this song is going to kick some ass if anybody, anybody wants to go to that show on the 8th Ryan and I will be there. Uh, we'll have a couple of our uh, work buddies. My little brother will be there with us. Uh, if you want to go, you know, hit us up. We, we've got the we've got the connection. We talk to Danny every single day at work. Um, so anybody wants to anybody wants to hit that up, just let us know, man. We got the hookup. Next Saturday again, his album release show, December eighth, the Listing Loom, kind of Cincinnati-ish area. Um, and again, I will actually have a link that anybody wants to be able to purchase tickets online for it. Um, and I, you know, I can't wait to go. There's other bands performing as well. Yeah. Danny's going to be headlining it, playing some acoustic performances of his music. And again, stick around for the song. You're not going to regret it. A purchase of the ticket is redeemable for an album, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. At I, least I, ours were. I don't know if it is online, but I'm pretty sure it is. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's not online, we can. Probably yeah. get a physical hookup anyway. Again, we'll get you more information. We'll be posting about it. I'll post a link. You can go on and buy tickets to the show if you want to. But don't miss out on the song. So, let's get into things today. We got so much to catch up on. There's so much exciting things. We're in the thick of playoff races and football, both college and professional. It's that time of the year where everything starts shaping out. Word. You know, a little breaking news today in the NFL. I guess we can talk about that man, I didn't oh expect man, oh to man. literally like minutes ago yeah yeah so let's let's talk first we're gonna listen to sports here we had some polls up over the last weekend uh, kind of a big weekend for Ohio football teams um, first one we did was you know the game the, the game, game between the Ohio State University and the Michigan Wolverines and we had a by the way, I had to untally your vote because you have to be. No, I hear you. You told me that, and I still voted anyway. Fuck I know. Your rules. You ha- you have to be impartial <laughs> when we post. Well, you know how many you times can come I've on, voted you can... on something and it says "gone shooting podcast podcast like this," and I'm like, "No, that's not me. I'm Will Campbell." What yeah. the shit? <laughs> we have, when it comes to the page, we have to be impartial. But on the show, you can talk as much shit as you want. I feel you. I feel you. So. Uh, we had a 19 
plus your one would have been 20, <laughs> to 10 vote of OSU in Michigan. Uh, I guess I'll ask you guys first your expectations going to the game because many OSU fans were pretty worried about this game, I guess would be the right term. Absolutely. Maybe not worried, but it was definitely a make or break. Well, I'd, be yes. one of, I'd be one of those fans. Yeah, same. I'd be one of those fans. Just Saturday, I was talking uh, at work with Danny uh, from Artist. We were talking that morning, and uh, he's a Buckeyes fan also, and we were talking about it. And I said, uh, you know, to be honest with you, man, I'm not sure that I want the Buckeyes to play this game because, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's it's terrible to lose to that team. And uh, – with with how good their defense had been going into that game and how much the Buckeyes had struggled, you know, in, in a hand yeah, in a handful of games going into that game, I was a little worried. I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to lose it because you gotta go three hundred and sixty five days. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean you look at some of the past games, I mean we beat we beat Maryland because they missed their two point conversion. We beat Penn State by one point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not been a faint of heart season for the Buckeye fan. Um, I I had us possibly winning the game in a hopeful twenty four to twenty one last second field goal type game, and I mean, if you if you watched the game, that clearly wasn't what happened. Right. And I think it probably shocked the uh, the Uber Buckeye fan this year. Yeah, I mean, with every team there are these kind of fans, but uh, and the Buckeyes are no exception. There are a lot of fans who are irrational out there, who before that game tipped off or kicked off, not tipped off, kicked off. There was you know a handful of people who probably were, oh no, the Buckeyes got it, the Buckeyes got it, the Buckeyes got it. But they're, they're, those are the irrational fans, right? Oh, that's absolutely. the irrational fan. The rational fan, one of them sitting right here. I was scared as shit. Yeah, to play that game, even though it was at home. You know? Oh yeah. I I just I didn't I I don't remember what it's like to lose to those fuckers. Oh, it's been a long time. I know. I don't I mean, remember what it's like. We I were very not, young when Michigan owned us in like the mid to late nineties. I didn't want to know what that feeling felt like. Yeah. That's that's what I was scared of. I guess I wasn't scared of the Buckeyes playing the game. I was scared of the possible outcome and having to deal for a full year with uh, Michigan fans. You know, holding that over our head. What What would you think that that Okay, watching that game, what was the number one thing that the Buckeyes did in that game that they hadn't done in the previous games this season? Uh, well, I mean, they ran the ball really well. Ran the ball well. Uh, Linebackers special, showed up. Special teams was solid. Special teams was good. Linebackers were actually linebackers. They, you know, hit the holes. They weren't sitting back. They actually tackled. Yeah. There was Less drop passes, but I mean, there were still some drop passes. But and come on, we we threw up. What was it? What, I don't even know. What was the final? Sixty sixty two to sixty two to yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter after after the, the <laughs> route was on. I just I drank more and beer. Yeah, and the game the game was <laughs> a, a totally different game first half than it was the second half. It, it, it was oh, in yeah. hand a couple minutes into the second half. I feel like it was in hand. Anyway, so what is your guys' expectations? I guess for OSU going into <laughs> well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I might that game might have turned me into one of those irrational fans <laughs> because you know 2014 we're we're sitting around in, in in a similar situation where it's well I don't know if I want to make that playoff because whoever makes that number four spot is going to get shit stomped by Alabama 
But then we went on kind of a run, you know, beat up Michigan, and then, well, it wasn't that bad. We mm-hmm. beat Michigan, beat not beat Michigan, up yeah. Michigan, beat Michigan, and then put a hurting <clears throat> on Wisconsin. You put that hurting on Wisconsin, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah. What could happen? Maybe we got right. a little shot, and then the Buckeyes get a little confidence, and the Buckeyes fans get a little third string quarterback. Yeah. So, like, I think that game might have turned me into one of those guys. You know, because before that game, I was like, well, you know what? I don't think I want the Buckeyes to make that fourth spot. Right. Because Alabama's a fucking pro team. Yeah. <laughs> but you put a hurting on, on, a, on a team that – There's still 27-point underdogs against the Bills, though. Let's, <laughs> let's just throw that out there real fast. <laughs> See, my, my whole thing with the whole, the whole uh, spectrum of college football is, I, to be honest with you, nothing else matters unless – you can beat Alabama. No question. In the end. No question. I mean, that's, and that's kind of what's made me lose my interest a little bit. Of course, I hate Alabama anyways just because I'm a Tennessee fan. But I can't really say anything because they've not done anything in years. But <clears throat> I just – until somebody can take Alabama down, that's – And we did in 2014. Right, right. And but, I, uh, <clears throat> I think the uh, – well, step one, step one for the Buckeyes is you have to have <laughs> – Texas beat Oklahoma. Step two is you have to have Alabama. God damn, I messed that up. You got you to have Alabama beat Georgia. If Georgia beats Alabama, they're both going to the college football playoff. Let's go back before even that. Let's let's just beat Northwestern first. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't want to count chickens before they're hatched. No, because but, but just game time. That's kind of just what I was talking about. Well, it's just game time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, tip, we don't kick off till 7. Or something like that. Oh, so. I'm pretty impressed that they took the night slot for that game as opposed right, to right. Alabama and Georgia. To be honest with you, well, you, you know, it's, just, it's take it take it back to 2014. I'm I'm a realist. The only reason the Buckeyes made that that first four is because they knew that that the Buckeyes were going to bring about a hundred thousand people. 60,000 of them were going to go to the game, and right. the other forty to fifty thousand were going to hang out at the bars right. and celebrate with the uh, with the with the team and stuff mm-hmm. afterward. You know that. That's the only reason the Buckeyes made the top four when they in 2014. It worked out, but that was the only reason. So that for that reason alone, that's why they're taking the the, the prime time slot. And uh, Alabama and the SEC on CBS, you know, they, they do that 3:30 thing, which I get it because they don't then they don't have to compete with anybody except right. Notre Dame. Right. And who's watching Notre Dame? <laughs> Not me. A lot of Notre Dame fans though out there. I think they get a little false hope this year, but I don't know. They're they're pretty tough. We'll pretty see. Tough. That, that, that Their strength of schedule is legit. Schedule. They, I mean, what kills Notre Dame year in and year out is they're not in the conference. I mean, yeah. it's it's that simple. They, they they're sitting idle this week during conference championship. But week. it's tradition, man. It so. is tradition. <laughs> Broadcast all of our games on what? The Notre Dame Broadcasting Company. Oh, they don't even have – I thought they were – NBC. NBC, yeah. Notre oh, Dame NBC. Broadcasting Company. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so what uh, – Right. What's, what's, what are you guys – got any predictions for championship weekend? Well, I don't, I don't really like to predict. Um, I do not think that Texas can beat Oklahoma twice in a season um, – what, what did I say? Te- Texas cannot beat Oklahoma twice, if, if that's what I said. That's what I meant. Texas can't beat Oklahoma twice. So I think it's a moot point for the Buckeyes to get in because uh, Alabama's not losing to Georgia. Mm. Nick Saban still hasn't lost to an assi- a former assistant coach turned head coach, uh, and that's not right. going to change tomorrow. Syracuse uh, is playing Pitt, right? Uh, 
Clemson, Clemson's Clemson, playing sorry. Pitt. Clemson's Pitt, playing Pitt. Pitt's not going to beat Clemson. Yeah, and then Notre Dame's sure. idle. So, <clears throat> I think it's kind of a moot point. Um, one interesting, one interesting um, thing that Drew, the owner of our, our uh, one-stop company, he and I were talking today, and he's, he's, a, he's a pretty large Buckeyes fan, graduated from there. He was talking, he said, uh, what, do you think, what do you think happens if Alabama beats Georgia, uh, Texas beats Oklahoma, and Northwestern beats Ohio State? Who gets in? Is it Michigan or is it UCF? That's really interesting. I would not like to see that, but <laughs> I really hope that the college football playoffs wind up going to if you win your or if you win the playoff game, you have your your top five big schools, you're automatically in one through five, and then have a wild card for the sixth seed, <clears throat> and then just go for it. Yeah, I think be, I think no one's going to be happy until little, we get to eight. Yeah, they well, I mean, six would be six better than four, eight six, better than six. Absolutely right. Four is just too little for a playoff. Four is too little, especially, especially when you like you look yeah. at Alabama. If Georgia beats Alabama this weekend, they're still both in. Georgia and Alabama both go. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and then you have Oklahoma. two SEC teams and Oklahoma representing snubbed. like Oklahoma snubbed, Ohio State snubbed. Yep. I, I, it's they need they need to fix it. Well, in, in, in we, we say we say fix, but if Georgia beats Alabama, they're both going to go in with one loss, and they're going to have like uh, if you can have a good loss, it's a they're good losses. Oh, absolutely. Oklahoma's right. loss, not that good. Ohio no. State's loss, very, very, very bad. bad. Right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I I would obviously like to see it to go to eight because more football for me, and I'm into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey, right, right. and really you're only adding a week or two on the <laughs> schedule and just, you know, get rid of the shit games that, you know, Oklahoma playing – or, I'm sorry, Alabama playing Citadel. The Citadel. Um, fucking Iowa State playing – uh, well, Tulane. I'm, I mean, not, you know, I'm not whatever. necessarily for that. I think maybe just it's it's more so for the school. Put the national championship two or three weeks past what it is now. I think would be fine. Yeah, the 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 reason those teams come into Columbus and Tuscaloosa is you know, hey, here's five million dollars to get sure. your face beaten in by Alabama. I get that, but you could easily take them out, and it wouldn't. What would it do? Well, I mean, $5 million to the Citadel is... Well, right. You know. I'm sure they're going to make it up in the, you know... College football doesn't necessarily care about those smaller... Smaller teams are never there. No, but Alabama cares about the Citadel. Ohio State cares about, you know, the Navy. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they get wins. Tulane and Tulsa and shit like that. They they get wins, but but they don't don't care that much about the... It's it's a tune-up. It's not about the wins because a win against Tulsa doesn't give you anything. You know, it doesn't add anything I mean, you to your look, you resume. You look at the Appalachian State-Michigan game where Appalachian State beat them and they paid them to beat them. You know, yeah. that's not good no, for no, universities. That was awesome. So, right, right. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think in the long run if you just took out a week, you can still schedule three out of, out of um, three games out of conference instead of four and be fine with it. Yeah. Add that to a playoff. Yeah, I guess I'm not necessarily against that part of it when you when you put it that way. But the original question at hand, expectations, I have none because uh, that way. Oh, I thought we already had answered <laughs> this whole conversation. No, I, I'd rather not even comment on the game to Ohio State and in Indianapolis. I, I, okay, well, let me. What's your thoughts on Ohio State after being able to do that to Michigan, who was number one defense out of? 
hundred and what is it? Twenty? Hundred twenty-five? Yeah, something, something like that. Maybe one twenty-three, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it gives me it gives me hope. I don't know if it's false hope or not, but mm-hmm. it's this. It feels the same as twenty fourteen. I, I remember having the same feeling. You know, going into the, the the game where Ohio State played Wisconsin, I had the same feeling. Like we, we knew the Buckeyes fans, we Buckeyes fans, we knew that we had to beat Wisconsin by forty five. We knew that, right? And we did. Um, this game, I, it's not that way. <clears throat> we can we can beat Northwestern by one because black and white. We have to have Alabama beat Georgia, and Texas has to beat Oklahoma. Right. Um, you know, take care of business. That's that's item number one, and item number two and three is is those two other uh, those two other things. So I don't know, man. I go I go into things like that with zero expectations because a win exceeds my expectations and a loss meets my expectations. I don't know if that's a good way to look at things or not. No, I'm pretty. I I think I agree 100. Yeah, percent I mean, that way you I have to obviously win. You have, yeah, you have to win the game. It's great. Maybe Big Ten champs, but. Other things have to happen this year in order for the Buckeyes to get in, into the playoffs. I'm just hoping for some good games tomorrow. I don't like I don't like blowouts or anything like that, especially for championship games because they're supposed to be the two best teams of these conferences facing each other. So hopefully for some good games. Right. So let's get to our next poll that I know uh, Miss Shelley is going to be excited about. We had the Battle of Ohio round one. We got round two coming up in uh, three weeks, I believe. Three weeks, two. Three or four weeks? It's Christmas, <clears throat> weekend, or, or, well, just before Christmas. And uh, we're on the NFL now. We're talking the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. We had a 22-14 to 14 vote in favor of the Bengals. <laughs> As we all know, that game did not go in the favor of the well, Bengals. I had the pleasure of watching that game live with my fiancé. I watched is it live, too. Of course, I had no hard. choice. Well, being here and no, he was. I was actually. He was brave. I was cold. Like I was legitimately, legitimately live, like at Old Paul Brown Stadium, the hunk of concrete. But you, but Shelly, you probably had a good. uh, She had a great day. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, That's not what I'm saying. There was probably a good group of Browns fans in the area. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Let's Go Brownies. Who 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 who. Chant was uh, was very very it, loud there. Is that what it sounds like? Uh, I don't know, Shelly, you want to give us a? <laughs> I heard. Here, come over here. I heard here. the. Hold on. Give a good give a good brownies chant. As you were saying that, I heard the saltiness in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the legit brownies chant. Get it. Let's go brownies. It's gross. I heard, I heard that they, after they every, every, heard that after every play, oh, I'm every sure, first, dude. every yard gained. Oh, Paul sure. Brown Stadium uh, became Brown Town. Yeah. It was it was Brown, Brown Town. Brown Brown Stadium is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, Browns have turned a corner. Yes. You know they fired Hugh Jackson. Oh wait who, wait wait! The Bengals picked him up though because that's smart. Right. Two two head coaches on our team. Oh, got to be good. Well. <laughs> got to be good. Quotations, head right. coaches. I don't know that they actually yeah. qualify. It's in it's, it's in their title, but I don't know that that means they, they actually are. They get paid are. like head coaches. I'm such a Fairweather fucking Bengals fan these days. It's unbelievable. You have so, to be, dude. So, it's unbelievable. Okay, so 
I'll let you guys choose who you want to talk to. Maybe maybe you don't want to talk about the Browns in detail. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe, maybe you want do. to talk about the Browns. Yeah. But I want you to discuss each team's situations as are, what you see in the future. Because, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, you know, I'm not – Trying to down anybody here, but both teams will probably not make the playoffs, just given the layout of the of course not of the AFC not. of the AFC landscape. I mean, if the Bengals made the playoffs, it'd be a waste of a playoff spot. I mean, even in their own division, yes. they have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and, Baltimore, and right. that's just probably yeah. not happening this year. Yeah. So, I want you guys to go ahead and discuss uh, what you see out of both teams and what you hope to see out of Cincinnati, because I know you don't give a shit of what happens with. Cleveland. No, not really, not really. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm an NFL fan before I'm a Bengals fan. I, I think that's that's pretty safe to say. That's probably fair over here too. Yeah, for for myself, like I, you know, I watch every televised football, NFL game, and um, you know, I, I love the Bengals, but to 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 quote the uh, Fever Pitch Jimmy Fallon movie, where that little kid says. Uh, all you've done is love the, the Red Sox, and have they ever loved you back? That's how I feel about the fucking Bengals. <laughs> like, all I've done is stuck by their side. All I've done when people down, you know, they, they, they talk bad about Marvin, and they talk bad about the organization, and, and all I do is go to bat for them and say, well, you know, Marvin's the best they can do. And Andy Dalton's good, and A.J. Green's good, and the defense, oh, man, that defense, I'm, I, 13 weeks ago, that motherfucking defense was supposed to be the best defense in the NFL. Well, not only that, they got paid like the best defensive front four in the NFL. Yeah, and they are the inverse of oh the best God. defense in the NFL. It seems like I'm watching games every single week, and, uh, you know, Sunday night, it's Collinsworth, and he's like, Oh, oh, hey, the Here's a team. The Atlanta Falcons are the 31st team in third down and seven plus, giving up first downs. The only team worst is it's the Bengals. <laughs> it's unbelievable just how bad the, the, the defense is. And I love them, man. I still love them. And I guess that's, that's, that's ingrained in, in, in us as youngsters is, is, yeah, is loyalty. You know, because uh, the Reds too. We we just been. I've been loyal to the Bengals and the Reds, and I I'll, I'll branch out and I'll like my uh, I'll like my players, mm-hmm. and I'll root for their teams. But I've never ever ever rooted against the Bengals. Okay. Right. Um, Nor have I. Yeah. I've never, it, I've never wished losses upon them. No, and the and in in like. The only the only way I would and just this is just hypothetically, if the Patriots and Bengals were playing each other at the end of the year, the Bengals had no chance to make the playoffs, and the Patriots were fighting for a one-two seed, or if they lost to the Bengals, they'd get a three-four seed. I'm probably going to root for the Patriots. That hasn't happened, but if it did, I probably would. So to date, I've never rooted against the Bengals, and they they haven't given me any love in return, and I I'm not in the front office. I have never been in the front office. And we I've all never wish we were. I've never spoken to Mike Brown. I've never spoken to Marvin Lewis um, personally, face to face. Let's make it clear that anybody could probably run the front office right now. I mean, it seems that way, man. It you seems know. that way. I've not been in the front office, but it's there's a feeling amongst myself and other Bengals fans that nothing will change until Mike Brown passes away. 
Which is also sad because it's very sad. Well, Die, well, you son no, of no, a bitch. it just goes to his daughter who doesn't know shit about football. I know. Is what I heard. So it's like it's it's not necessarily even Mike Brown at this point. Like I think most Bengals fans, if you just get rid of Marvin Lewis off the field, throw him to a front office job. I don't even care because look at his draft picks over the over the fifteen year, ten year that he's been there. It's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. He's he's a player's coach. He drafts fairly well. It's better than the 20 years before that. But he's not a head coach. And then to sign Hugh Jackson after he went 338-1 with Cleveland as a head coach to assistant to the head coach in Cincinnati. Who will probably end up being the next head coach. Who will also wind up being the next head coach. If Marvin doesn't re-sign for 15 more years, <laughs> I mean, come, I mean, it, it's just this, we're going down this rabbit hole of bullshit. At, at some point, you think the, the organization has to start listening to other people. And they're, like, I, I'm not Mike saying... Mike Brown's happy with 8-8 eight and eight because he still makes money. Oh, shit, he still makes money and doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do shit because people still show, show up to watch an 8-8 eight and eight team. And dumbasses like me still going to go out and buy my wife Andy Dalton jerseys. Yeah, well, we went down to the Bengals-Browns game and watched a 28-7 to halftime game. Go Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's, I don't know. Hey, let's, let's turn the tables a little bit here. Let's, give, let's talk about the Browns a little bit. Just because they, I mean, epically, they've been one of the worst teams. And Very probably epically. all the four professional big sports of all time in the last decade. Hey, but I'm just going to say this, though, just because I'm not a fan of either team, but, you know, because here in Ohio, you you know, when you're limited on what you can watch, it's typically those two teams at some point. And even when they were losing, I always thought they were fun to watch because you were just – they're kind of like an under – I like underdogs. Right. And it's like you're just waiting, like, when are you going to witness the win? When's it going to happen? And then you got to see it on national television – because it was a Thursday nighter, and uh, well, I'll give you that. Browns. Will I just we're helping you out because she's really excited. Oh right no, now. absolutely no, and, and and she has every right to be this year because you know what they have fucking great talent. And I don't okay. Baker Mayfield will always kind of have a little thorn on my side just for what he did to Ohio State. Plant the flag, fuck that guy. He's fucking arrogant asshole. But if you're a Browns right now, fan right and now you he's have legit. that guy... Right now he's legit, Dude, though. he loves Cleveland. He loves to play the game. And I'm sorry if you're a fan of football. You, I, I feel like you almost have to root for the guy. Or if you're a you're fan incorrect. of the Browns, you you're almost... In, huh? You're incorrect about that. You oh, don't, fuck off. You don't have to root for him if you're a fan of football. <laughs> I feel like you do because he, he believes in his city, he believes in his team. And I'm sorry, Andy Dalton. I would root for Baker Mayfield or Randy Dalton in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. He disagrees with all of this. Baker Baker Mayfield, um, he's one of those guys that you can't deny his athletic ability. And uh, the fact that we're talking about him right now is, uh, is, is a positive for him because, uh, to quote the uh, Vincent Mann, uh, any publicity is good or bad. Right. It's, still, it's still publicity. Right. Um, but uh, Baker specifically – I don't, I don't know what it is about him, man, but he's like, he, he's an ass. And I don't mean like, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady ass. I mean like 
his post-game press conference when somebody asked him a question about, you know, the uh, how he felt about Hugh Jackson or whatever. I don't even know what the question was, but his response was, the media can put whatever spin they want on things. The coaches can say whatever they want. We've got the same players we did before, but now we have somebody we believe in calling the plays. Good for him. He he told the truth. Yeah, but you can't you can't be you can't be an employee and 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 make business decisions His like that. His offensive coordinator backed him up. He made a bad decision too. Then oh, you fine. can't you can't just talk bad about people in your profession. Like you, you, you just can't. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Other but than it's not necessarily talking bad. It's just it's telling the truth. Look at where they are now to where when no. he, when he was there. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want to say it that way. But when Hugh Jackson was calling the plays in Cincinnati, Hugh Jackson was the man well, in because Cincinnati. Because Marvin was shit. <laughs> I don't know what that's got to do with Baker Mayfield, though. Well, I well, first of all, both of those coaches are better. <laughs> Coordinators than they are head coaches. No question. Mean, fucking like, down. No, no question that. about that. But no Hugh Jackson was calling the plays in Cleveland. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Hugh Jackson is the answer to anybody's problem. No. But it's not like that when he was in Cincinnati, he moved 400 miles away to Cleveland and forgot how to coach football. I don't. Well, That's I, don't, not what I also happened. don't think he. I think part of Baker's thing is maybe he felt that Hugh didn't have a huge belief in the players he had to do anything. Would you? I mean, look the at them now. I mean, now. absolutely. Yeah, the I mean, team they have now. This is four weeks after Hugh Jackson's left. They've got a few the more. Same team but I mean, you're, you're, you're the same players, not the same team. Your coach is kind of a reflection of your team. I mean, if if Hugh's going out there and just you know making snowball decisions, <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think he's necessarily the answer. Hugh Jackson he's not like a, QB reverses, jet sweeps on the fucking five yard line. Of course, Baker Mayfield's probably not going to like that, and the whole team's not going to like that because you get it, it just doesn't work, and it didn't work, and then you get fired, and then that doesn't happen anymore, and all of a sudden the offense is moving for Cleveland. I and hey, listen, let's not forget that they also traded away Carlos Hyde, which at at the time I was like, what the hell are they doing? Like I thought it was just going to go downhill. Granted, I knew Nick Chubb was in the backfield too, and he's going to yeah. be an all star, but. Just that fast with coaching changes and player changes, I thought Cleveland yeah. was going to go way downhill, and all of a sudden, right. it's just they're kind of. I think they still could have kept. I think they still could have kept Carlos High because they would have had a three. Yeah, they would have had a three-headed monster. Yeah, sure. it's not. It's not the same team that Hugh had. But you know, like I said, Hugh's not the answer to anybody's. Anybody, like, nobody's going to go out there and sign Hugh Jackson to a head coaching job. No. Right. The Bengals might because they're stupid. Right. Nobody they else is going to. That came out and said that he was their number one candidate. He's not the answer to a head coaching job, but like I said, he didn't go up to Cleveland and forget how to coach football. Maybe, maybe he's like Marvin, and once he gets to a head coaching job, things trickle down from the top that just doesn't make. Uh, uh, it doesn't make a good football team, but buckle under the pressure. Yeah, but 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 to the original point, you can't just walk out there to a press conference and say things like that. Because if this if this Cleveland Brown thing doesn't end up working out for Baker Mayfield, and uh, it's not quite working out yet, I mean they're they're doing okay. Oh, well, yeah, he's not still, he's still not first set, year. He's not set in stone as the starter for the future. Yeah, probably, but he's not yet. If this if this Cleveland Browns thing doesn't work out. 
people are going to look at him like, oh, well, I don't know, this Baker Mayfield guy. I think he's kinda... down as a starter. Who's going to take his position? Y'all run some tools Who's going to take Baker Mayfield's position right now? They ain't going to draft him QB. No, but what if he gets injured? Uh, okay, well, right. If this Cleveland Browns right thing, now. if this Cleveland Browns, what if he gets on another police cam trying to run from the police officers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if this? What all I said was, what if this Cleveland Browns thing doesn't work out? Not, not, not that he's going to lose his ability. No, what if they? What if they? Kareem Hunt's his girlfriend. Exactly. What if they? What if they trade? What if they trade away, or they can't re-sign Jarvis Landry or David and Joe? I, I would say that their their weakness is at wide receiver. If they had a weakness right now, but their defense is their defense is solid. Their defense was solid good, last year also. Good. If they add if they add two Jarvis Landry in this draft when they have like fifteen more fucking picks. I think Cleveland's a force to reckon with next year. I mean, they were they were points away from being an eight and eight team last year. You know, they Fuck, they, they were, should be they, they were winless three games or four right. games this year. They were winless and they were points away from being eight and eight last year. I'm just saying the Bengals are so far behind Cleveland right now, even though the record's right about the same. It's unreal. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I think it's that. also unreal. We've gone into more in depth conversation on the Browns than we have the Bengals here. <laughs> well, no shit. Uh, the Bengals fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's I mean, bottom, bottom line is right yeah, there. The Bengals I mean, fucking suck. And I mean, going forward, Andy Dalton's yeah, a fucking pussy. I wouldn't, God. Andy. I am sorry on the behalf of this podcast that that was just said. I don't think you're a pussy. <laughs> just a thumb injury again. Wow, well, I mean, shit. Can't throw the ball if you ain't got a if you got a bum thumb. Bro, I, I break a I break a thumbnail and I'm like, hey boys, I'm gonna need to take a couple days off work. All right, all right King Griffey. Yeah, it's just Cincinnati sports for fuck's sake, Jesus Christ. Hey, going going so, forward, going forward. So let's. Andy yeah, Dalton shit. is out. Um, Jeff. Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll. Who what, could, hey, who guess couldn't? What? He might. Guess he, what? he might He's be the like answer. The great white hope. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't cut it in Florida. You know, he couldn't cut it to Florida. Um, I, I mean, I like him. He's cool. He, he adds a dimension to the offense uh, that Andy probably didn't have or or the, the Bengals wouldn't allow him to have. Right. I think it's probably more accurate. Um, Andy's 6'4". Yeah, and uh, did you know this is an interesting stat real quick, and we can move on right after this, is that, uh, that uh, next-gen stats that uh, Collinsworth does. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would like to point out that the fastest quarterback to score a rushing touchdown this year, Jeff Driscoll. And I think it was like 21 miles an hour or some shit. That's insanity. Like he got up to 21 miles On an hour. a touchdown run. Yeah. And it was uh, against yeah. the Saints. Yeah. Cool. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Well, it's because he's 6'4". Got longer long strides. strides. Yeah. Well, let's All move right. on. Let's move on to some teams that are actually good. <laughs> uh... We'll talk about the playoff picture as is because we're going into week 13, I believe. I mean, hell, we're we're in the home stretch. Uh, as I'm looking at it right now, the teams for the AFC, that's American Football Conference for you people that don't know football. Kansas City got the number one seed. New England number two. Houston taking the AFC South at number three. The Steelers, AFC North at number four, and then your wild card spots, the Chargers and the Ravens. And I'm just going to make a quick point here. Indy's coming in hot no five doubt. in a row. No doubt. One and five. We are now six and five. Yeah. Look out. Anybody ahead of us. Hey, Andrew Luck, resurgence. Looks great. 
Got weapons still. Eric Ebron. <laughs> Where did you come from, sir? Hey, let's talk about a renaissance, bro. Right. Good I mean, God. Both Detroit just dumped him, and we all we all knew, dude, super talented, throwing the fucking ball, and they never did it in Detroit. Yeah. No, he he wasn't always healthy either. But um, after Calvin Johnson left, he was like the only the only large threat. I mean, sure. Golden, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones were still really fast and really good route runners, but. Eric Ebron was uh, he caught a lot of the double teams after Calvin Johnson retired, but sure. Ebron, man, I mean, I, I, I'm just shooting, shooting from the hip here. Are you, are you going shooting right now? Gone, gone shooting real quick. Gone shooting here. Um, I think that he had like something stupid, like four touchdowns in his Detroit career, and he's got like twelve this year. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Le- leading the. Leading all tight ends and touchdowns this year. Shit, he probably leading the receivers too. It's he's twelve. Twelve's yeah. insane. Probably. That's one a game. Yeah, there's only a few receivers yeah. probably above him right now. Yeah, uh, he's he's killing it. The 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 Colts have a decent defense. And 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 Marlon Mack. They is, can run the ball. They can run the no, ball. They can Marlon, run the ball. Marlon Mack. Two Marlon, straight. Marlon Mack's not been a hundred percent all season long. No, they went two straight games of. Uh, 200 rushing yards, which is when was the last time that was ever done in Indianapolis? I mean, come on. Anywhere, really. Let's, I'm just going to go ahead and throw a wrench into this, too, because of the Pittsburgh and Le'Veon Bell. Bell, I, on whatever social media platform, so he, wants to he play, said that yeah. he wanted to go to Indy. What's your thoughts, Shannon? Because <laughs> no. I know you follow the Colts a lot. What's your thoughts on he's that? A, he's a sideshow now. I, just, I don't, it, it, we don't need it. We don't yeah. need it. He won't keep his mouth shut, much like Baker Mayfield. And uh, he he won't. Uh, <laughs> Different when you're quarterback and running back. He's clearly not a team player. I mean, I mean, I I don't know the Le'Veon Bell thing. Whatever. It, my my argument Dumbass. with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, for him to expect to be like paid like he is, he has yet to play a full season. He's either been Absolutely. injured or in trouble. Or smoking the, the doobies. So, yeah, within trouble. I mean, injured or in trouble. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, yet to play a full season. So that's that's my I totally that's agree. my be all end all argument. For him with to it. lose how much absurd money? It was like twelve million this year. It right? Yeah, it was like I mean, it was like eight hundred thousand a game. Yeah. It come on. And what, uh, right now, and he's also made him, made himself expendable because James James Conner. Oh is, man, yeah, he really hey, fucked feel that good up. Feel good story of the year, right there, baby. James yep. Conner. Yeah. Fighting off some uh, was it leukemia? Uh, and, some form of cancer. Uh, some form of cancer. I don't. I don't. Sorry, know. James. I don't remember what kind of cancer you had. We don't but, really follow Pittsburgh sports, but, but yeah. so that's kind You're of the lay of the land in the AFC. You are a beast. We'll we'll get to like the favorites and stuff. Right there, and now moving on to the NFC. That's National Football Conference. <laughs> Rams spearheading it, number one seed. I mean, you know, there's not much you can say other than that they just whip everybody's ass. Uh, the only team to beat them, number two, New Orleans, which we'll get to in, the, in a couple minutes here. Um, Chicago, number three, holding up the uh, NFC North. Dallas, the NFC East, I mean, it, that's – I don't. I don't. They don't. They don't have much. Com, they don't have much competition right now. It's still the NFC East. It's a wasted <laughs> playoff spot. It's been the NFC East since right. the late nineties. Minus, you know, winning the Super Bowl last year. And then wild cards. You got Minnesota. It's still a shitty conference. Still yeah, a shitty conference. very right. probably the worst. 
I, I would say probably the worst. Division, sorry, division. Still, yeah. still a shitty division. Uh, Minnesota and Washington coming in with the uh, wild cards, and uh, you got Seattle. Oh, sorry, Seattle and Carolina hot on the tails there. Yeah, you got NFC's a debacle. You got three teams right there at six and five, right on the cusp of wild cards, and Seattle is, seems to be finding their stride. So they're not a team to that's, really overlook. That's, that's how Pete Carroll does his man. He, he dicks around in the first half of the season, and the second half of the season he figures out what team he's got and, and figures out how to, how to coach, coach that specific team. Unfortunately, you can probably write Washington off. Now that Alex Smith's out, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, because you, you would think that from an outsider's perspective that Alex Smith probably overall statistics middle of the road as far as quarterbacks go. Uh, Colt McCoy, you know, a very, very serviceable backup. But, yeah, serviceable. Not, but not going to get you to the promised land. No, I don't, I don't think so. There's, there's too many, too many a- teams. AP's going to have to find another five years yeah. backwards of <laughs> yeah. rushing ability. Yeah, AP's going to have to go back in well, time and not hit his kid with a stick. And, and oh, my nuts. God. <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh. Well, I think his uh, I, th- I think his age is finally starting to catch up to him. He yeah. was yeah. he was surging there for a minute, but uh, not surgeon. He was surging <laughs> for a minute, but now he's probably going to need a surgeon because his body's falling apart. So yeah, it only takes so much abuse, man. Even a bionic man right. like AP. Minus the minus the Eagles obviously being Super Bowl champs last year. Really struggling this year. What would you say in the NFC is the other surprise team that's just terrible? Would you say Green Bay? Oh, for sure. I mean, hands down. Yeah, right? yeah. I'd, what I'd say happened that, in Green Bay. Well, they um, <laughs> paid Rodgers too much money and they can't pay anybody else. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's really Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, Alex yeah. Jones yeah. is he's, he's come along okay. He's, he's come along okay, but I feel like that the running game had been messed up for whatever reason in Green Bay because when you have Aaron Rodgers, you should be able to run the ball very well. Well, well hold on here. Let's – I don't even think it's necessarily them in general. Let's – how long for the longest time was that probably the worst division? Yeah. Because well, they had nobody to compete with them. That's another problem is now the look, surprise team in the Minnesota is, is Chicago. And Dude, Chicago. Cousins has just revamped Minnesota's offense. I – I'm sorry, like with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, they're probably the best combo. And Kyle Rudolph, like you got, yeah. you have two legit wide receivers and a solid tight end, well, and a quarterback that's going to throw the ball and be very accurate. Yeah. Here's a name that you know of. He's their third wide receiver, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, you know he's got the dropsies, but that's a name that you have known for the last five years, and he is their third wide receiver, fifth wide receiver or like fifth receiving option. Because they throw to their running backs out of the backfield, and Kyle Rudolph is the third receiving option. Right, that's unbelievable to have Treadwell as your fifth your fifth throwing option. Let me let me give you a, like a kind of a little more insight here before we start talking about the top teams. I think still probably the most surprising team who is not doing good is Atlanta. How much talent can you get on one team? It, it's the same. And it's you the still same story though. I, I feel like Atlanta fans are Bengals fans. Yeah, honestly, I mean the talent's there. Well, Atlanta, just, it doesn't work out. Atlanta doesn't surprise me because even the year they went to the Super Bowl, their defense was god awful. Right. And like it, history has shown, you cannot have one like you have to have good 
teams well, in, all, I, in all four like, aspects. Of I mean, the game. I just mean surprising is in look at what yeah, they Matt have Ryan. on offense. Yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah, Julio Jones. I mean, it, and you get Muhammad Sanu is not really he's not terrible. I mean, he's been dead this year though. And and then Calvin Ridley kind of made a he, little surge. He's been you got solid. a you got a you got a really solid well, dual headed running back. Coleman, but uh, the other guy Freeman Freeman's not been healthy. But that doesn't matter. No. Coleman, Coleman's been really good. Yeah, he's been playing full time. Their defense is garbage. Their defense is so bad that the offense is bad. Yeah, right. You're in, 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 in with championship teams. It's oh, your best offense is your defense, and your best defense is your offense. Right. And that can only take you so far to where like the Falcons either score in 17 seconds mm-hmm. or they're a three and out. Right. That, that's the, the handful of games that I've seen them this year and. That's the way it seems, you know, and, and they, uh, I think they rely too much on Matty. Matt Ryan, for oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. You can't, you well, can't, <coughs> there's only been one team who can be, like, really one-sided. Just That's, look at Julio's stats in the red zone. Like, he's your number one wide receiver and has been for years. Why doesn't he have touchdowns? Like, well, Because what, he's double-teamed and Matt Ryan won't throw the ball to anybody else. Him. Right. Exactly, yeah. and it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. It really, it's just sad. It's unfortunate because Matt Matt Ryan has been one of the better oh. quarterbacks in the past decade, yeah. and this Top season, 10. easy, this season is showing that he may not be that good. Huh? Huh? It may have been a fluke. You know, you got guys like Taylor Gabriel that went to Chicago, and he's thriving yeah. in Chicago, and yeah. he was the third guy. It's, it's on pretty Atlanta's wide right. receiver force, and he was really he was a good third, great third wide receiver. It's pretty unbelievable. Speaking of Chicago, that three mm. players, mm-hmm. three players can turn you into Dude, like Chicago from a, looks awesome from a shithole team with no hope to right. one of the better teams. Like they've got a shot, man. They have a they have an interesting. They've team. got a shot. You got you got the the addition of Khalil Mack, the addition of Roquan Smith. Oh man, and the uh, the acquisition of well, no, I'm sorry, not Gabriel's okay, but like the the emergence of Cohen. Oh, that's yeah. that's kind of been. Uh, you have Jordan I mean, Howard, who's a solid every down back. That you remember they they signed uh, they signed a couple of receivers at the beginning of the year. Um, Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they signed Allen Robinson. And everybody was like, oh boy, look out for Chicago, and and he's been terrible. Yeah. It's been other guys. Um, Trey Burton. Trey Burton he's has had been, glimpses of hope. But yeah, he's still like he fumbled a few times. Yeah, but well, you still got to cover his ass. You still, still got to know where he is. And you, but you have Tyreek Cohen and, and Trubisky. Uh, hey, this, this guy played, what, 12 college games? And he's yeah. out at North Carolina? Yeah. And he's a pro. It's obnoxious. It's crazy. You remember that game he had six touchdowns this year? He, like, <laughs> went into that game with, like, nine career touchdowns or something <laughs> stupid. Well, that, that was probably his turning point, too. Oh, I think, yeah, no I think, doubt, I think no he doubt. finally They've fell in. riding that wave since then. Hey, right. NFL's, NFL's crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 talk about the top two teams spearheading that conference, which is the Rams and the Saints. Personally, you know, let's 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 throw Thursday night's game aside because no doubt, and I'm not <laughs> trap trap game. This well, this is this is trap season as far it is trap season. as far as sure. the NFL goes. Yeah. I'm not trying to make any derogatory year. like no, jokes there or anything, but I mean it's trap. Uh, yeah. I bet the over under that game was like fifty. Like, I told I told Meg at six o'clock I didn't know if I wanted to watch it intently because it was gonna be a bloodbath. No, it's but you know what's so funny is I was so 
fucking tired from work. I mean, it's been such a long week. And, you know, I was supposed to, I wasn't supposed to work yesterday, but, you know, I can't really pass that up right now. When they asked somebody asked me to work some OT, I completely, and I never do this. I look forward to Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Mondays. I completely fucking forgot that that game was on last I night. I did too. I did too. Completely forgot. Yeah. And we, we, watched after, the, we were watching the Blue Jackets game, and, I was, and it popped up on like a bottom line. Or I got an update on my phone. That's what it was. It said the the Saints. Well, the Saints were scoreless for the first time. Well, Saints have sixteen yards. Seventy-one straight games. The, the thing that the thing that told me about it, and we'll get it to it here in a minute, is I got like fantasy updates, and I was like. There was a fucking game tonight, like, <laughs> and I had players and the Saints. And I'm like, oh shit, forgot. Uh, it was weird, man. Sixteen yards. And I'm I'm four. I'm glad that I missed it. To be honest with you. Oh, it was a hell of a game. Well, I just. It was such a good game, I man. Heard that the best player on the Cowboys team was were the refs. Yeah, Is I mean, right? no, no, okay, mm-hmm. just meme stuff. On that's always thing. That's it's, that's it's, always <laughs> a thing for games. Oh, yeah, no, it's America's some, team. Yeah, some. Well, some some Saints fan was a little butthurt that they right, only right, scored right. ten points and was like, "Ooh, ooh the Rookies." I I still think, in my opinion, I still think that the Saints are the favorite for the NFC. I just, I just, they had an off game last night again. It's trap. It was a trap game. Um, I like the sheer fact that we'll see with the Rams. I mean, they they kind of showed their butts last year in the playoffs and fell apart. So, dude, I mean, we, you know. But their defense, I mean, Saints defense is terrible. But their offense, they're not uh, the Rams. Well, Rams defense, Saints defense is terrible too. No, they were terrible. They're they're a lot better now. They've definitely turned a corner. They decided they decided to go all in with the Ohio State Buckeyes. (laughs) That's true. Nah, but I think Drew Brees is playing out of his mind. He's going to break the record by four percentage points. I mean, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. I mean, the, yeah, and like I said, it was just a trap game. Just trap game. Dallas just was on the ball with it last night, but I just, you, I don't know. Well, I watched, I watched every second, of course, and um, including um, commercials. Hell no. Okay, so you didn't watch every second. I watched every second of the game. Okay, not the broadcast. Um, well, I guess the broadcast. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever. I watched every second, and like I'm not a professional by any means, but I know a lot about football. My perspective was that the Saints did not call the offense the same last night that they did the other 11 games of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's because they there's wanted a, Jason Garrett to be the head coach for the Cowboys another year. There's there's a there's right? a there's a weird weird <laughs> stat that like Michael Thomas like almost every time the ball is thrown to him the motherfucker catches the ball. Right. Yeah. And that's insane. Like that that that's even taken in, into account. All I can't the remember. Times. I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's it's ninety. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, five incompletions or something stupid going into last night. Uh, balls thrown his way, and that's that's really unheard of. And that's taking into account all the times that Drew Brees went on a scramble and threw the ball in his direction. That still goes as an attempt towards Michael Michael Thomas. So last night he wasn't free. And that's not because they were playing super tight man coverage. It's because they weren't running the same crossing routes. They weren't running the same four four receiver overs where Michael Thomas was chilling out in the middle of the field and the other three were taking him all the way over or taking the defense all the way over and Michael was sitting there. 
they were running a lot of like hitches and curls and comebacks and right. stuff, and that's not Michael Thomas's game. You know, like you have to you have to call the plays uh, well, was to this, your strengths. Was this their way of maybe trying something different because a loss doesn't hurt them? Well, a loss doesn't hurt them um, except for they they want the home game well, when the right. Rams to make the Rams come to town. Um, they 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 need to be the number one seed, but I I uh, I don't really know, man. I don't know what the I don't know if if Sean didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they were if they were you know if him and Drew sat down and was like, you know what, we can run seven thousand different plays and every one of them were successful. Maybe we should try this group of seventy plays today. Right. I don't know if it was that. I don't know. If they just, I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. Sean Payton's never, he's, you can't call a perfect game right. every single time. Right. You know, he's one of the one of the guys who can kill it when it comes to call, calling plays, but I don't know if he, he had a bad one. But in my experience with teams who have been as good as the Saints were until last night, a loss like that makes them better. I agree. They'll come yeah. back, they'll come back I firing. I feel like the NFC is a lot more exciting than the AFC this year. Well, from see going forward with the Chiefs. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, from my perspective, I would find it a little more exciting just because Indies. Oh yeah, <laughs> Indies that they get the trophy for like the comeback. They got they got team. They got Jacksonville this week, who Garbage. maybe kind of a uh, free win because Bortles is benched. No, Sure, if you guys saw that, he got benched. Fournette suspended a game for his dumb bullshit that he pulled at the last game. Jalen Ramsey is a guy that talks shit that can't back it up. And he's probably he's, going to get torched this Baker week. Baker Mayfield has at least play. backed his shit up so far. <laughs> Jay, Jay is the best corner in football. Okay. Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football. He's been torched this year. Oh, I mean, well, all right. Oh, yes. Well, anyways. I mean, how many times and, have the Jaguars been on TV? And I think the well, – uh, just saying. One time been. they played against the Patriots. The AFC is more exciting because you got the, the Steelers. I fucking hate the Steelers, but uh, they're they're over there. They're over there doing some crazy-ass shit with uh, mm-hmm. all their weapons. I think the Colts will come back and win the uh, AFC South. Houston. I mean, Houston's good too. Houston's tough as hell right now too. Yeah, well, you kind of got to pull for Deshaun Watson, man. That guy, he's kind of you know came back off injury. He's got a good arm, got good receiving core. He can run. He's, Texas got a good team, but I, I don't know. There's something about the Colts this season. I think that's going to be like that Cinderella story. Kansas City, uh, as we found out before we did Dude, this, loss is unreal. Well. What's up with big, this guy? Big thing right now, Cream Hunt. Uh, getting released from the team <laughs> because he decided to... That might to, be broke by us and Adam Scheffler, but whatever. He decided to beat a woman, and there's physical evidence of it. So, whatever guy. I mean, if that's, if that's, life, if that's the life you want to live. Released officially. And it's going to... said he was it's, sorry. It's going to BF me in fantasy when I'm finally doing good. Spencer Spencer wears a very serviceable backup running back. He, he's a starter on most teams in the NFL. Yep. Uh, by no means is he as fast or as shifty as Kareem Hunt, but he's he's very good. Mahomes, man, 
he's wild. Wow. He's wild. He, he's I saw I saw in the preseason, I think he threw it to Tyreek Hill, but he threw a ball that like if I remember right, didn't get over like thirty feet <laughs> in the air. And it was just a missile, and I was like, "Holy shit, this dude!" He's got a cannon, bro. But watching their watching their games all season long, their wide receivers and their running backs and their tight ends are the most wide open I've ever seen right. in my in my entirety in the entirety of in, my life. In the end, right, those are squares of dog. <laughs> the entirety of my life, it's I've never Andy, seen. Andy Reid is working that white Waffle House <laughs> menu of a playbook. Okay. He, I mean, he he may have finally Jesus. got the formula right this time though. I mean he's. <laughs> I love Andrew Reid. Really Their defense say. lacks a little bit. It does. Well, the at least the last I knew they were the worst in the worst in the league, and uh, it could come back. To they bite might be thirty first because the Bengals are the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> it could come back to bite them, but we'll see. I mean, you know, one of the one of their two losses was the team below them, New England, who's. I, I, Weirdly, weirdly under the radar. Yeah, they're totally under the radar. Weirdly, sure. like, yes. I mean, it's very strange that when you talk about top teams in the NFL, that you know, I mean, New England's sitting right there. They're the number two seed in the AFC right now, but it's because they're not flashy, man. Who's talking about them right now? It's because they're not flashy. It's the same reason that the Chargers are under the radar. They're, Dude, what, they're, right. only, they're only a game behind the Chiefs, I right? What, what will hurt the Chargers? Yep. I mean, they're only technically the wild card. <laughs> Melvin Gordon is out. Yeah, it's, that's going to hurt a little bit, but Austin Eckler is a yeah. solid replacement. And I mean, Phil Rivers is slinging the ball again to unknown receivers, basically. You got Mike Williams, who's like the seventeenth Mike Williams yeah. receiver. <laughs> which which Mike Williams are we talking about? Right. He's he's feast or famine. You yeah. know, he's either going to have. Two touchdown catches or zero catches, period. Yeah. Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan, Keenan, Keenan Allen's one of the better route runners in the NFL. Absolutely solid. Uh, And he's the reason that, in my opinion, he and Melvin Gordon are the reason that the offense goes because uh, Allen Allen pulls a lot of double teams. um, And if it's not a double team, it's like a team and a half. You know, they get a right. guy and then another guy looking at him, a guy on him and another guy looking at him, and then other guys get the one run wide open. And uh, they're flying way under the radar too. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs have their rhythm thrown off by this Kareem Hunt debacle, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we could be talking about the the effing Chargers yeah. going into the playoffs, Seriously. being the number one seed. Maybe Philip will finally get his. Dude, that's kind of feel bad for them too, because when they left San Diego, dude, there's no fans in the stands. Yeah, it's sad. Like yeah. they had a good thing in San Diego, and I don't, know, I don't know. What I think that's doing. a big reason too. I, I think I mentioned this the other day that they're under the radars because there's really only one LA team that everybody's yeah. talking about, and it's the Rams. Absolutely. I mean, and hey, golf, and you know, it's a fun fucking team to watch, man. That. That St. Louis Kansas City game was probably the best. I probably ha- I probably had more fun seen. watching the NFL this year than I have any any yeah. other year. No, I don't exactly. know why that is. I, you know, again from my perspective being a Colts fan, seeing our guy back on the field, having a new coach who's aggressive. I mean, he's 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 not just trying to be conservative winning the game. I mean, he wants to go for it. I mean, the only, that's the only reason we lost to the Texans uh, earlier in the years because he was like. I'm fucking playing for this tie. I mean, at that point, there was already, what? Two or three. Two or three ties yeah, in the yeah. league. He's like, I ain't doing that shit. I, yeah. Tying is like kissing your sister, and that's not okay. Unless you live in Kentucky. Uh, that's low. 
What's low? I got family down there, man. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> then it should be okay then. <laughs> um, Rodney, Rodney Harrison said it best. I've said it for a long time, but he's the first person I can remember saying it uh, out loud on a, on a live broadcast. He said um, that he'd rather lose than die. Oh, for sure. I, I feel that way, man. Like, you know, on today, I can, I, I can, I'm a man enough to admit that, that this person or this team was better than me today. I'm not okay with admitting that we were the same. I personally <laughs> That's think. That's so dumb. I personally think that ties shouldn't even be a thing. I mean, look what happened in college football the other day. There was a seven OT game. I mean, why? Why is that okay to? Super exciting. Like, why is that okay to do that in there? But then, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean. Yeah. The 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 biggest reason is that. A sixteen, a sixteen game player, pl- uh, t- uh, player safety. I, yeah, you know. a sixteen game season is so grueling as it is, man. The, you play, you play an extra couple of quarters. My goodness. So uh, real quick, um, just just kind of spitball here. Favorites, maybe potential Super Bowl matchup as you see it. <sighs> well. I mean, until it's, it's hard to pick against top teams. I mean, yeah, I mean that's uh, just cliche, but I mean, uh, there's a reason that they're doing as well as they are. Until until the goat retires, you cannot bet against the Patriots. No, you can't. You can't bet against them. Um, I would say, unfortunately, that if they do not end up the number one seed, that they might they might end up slipping up against whoever they have to go to in the AFC Championship. Yeah, you know, if they have to travel to Kansas City, Kansas City is a really difficult place to play. So, uh, for that reason and that reason alone, I would take Kansas City at this point based on what I've seen from both of those teams. Um, so, you think KC and E's going to – Well, I mean, you can't, you can't really bet against Ben Roethlisberger either, man. Right. You can't. You cannot count the Steelers That's out. You can't, count, you can't count Tomlin out. Nope. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would say, I would say uh, what I want to happen is, is – uh, Pittsburgh to go to New England for right. an AFC championship. But what I think will happen is New England goes to Kansas City. And then on the other side, I mean, who I don't think there's anybody on the NFC who can, in, in, in a high-pressure situation, I don't think there's anybody who can slip up uh, New Orleans or uh, uh, St. Louis. So I bet you New Orleans goes to St. Louis, they slip up. And I, I bet LA. you – Yeah, <laughs> not St. Louis, L.A., Mobby. Uh, L.A., yeah, 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 I think New Orleans goes to L.A. Uh, they do not win out there. Ends up being um, an all-Kansas City, uh, uh, an all-former Missouri matchup. <laughs> Kansas City. Hey, I would, I'd be all for seeing yeah. that game again Eagles, after that Monday night. If, if we could have a man, Super Bowl man. that Monday night game, I would be all in and just sit back and watch the fun. Because in that game, I mean, obviously the Kareem Hunt thing really could just torch – uh, Kansas City, but it would be fun, man. Every superstar, I mean, there was defensive touchdowns. Like, defense played good, and that game was like 50 to yes, the thing. 54 They're, to 52, and there was like four defenses weren't, touchdowns. The defenses weren't sleeping. They weren't. It was just, but they were still with a big play, and it was, I, I don't know, it was fun. I think Kansas City and, and L.A., would that would be a, a great Super Bowl, but I don't know, can you, L.A. and New, or, uh, New Orleans, Hands down, I think. Toss up. Um, with a wild card being either Chicago or Minnesota, in my opinion, in the NFC. 
And then you have, I, I agree with Pittsburgh because of Ben and Tomlin. I mean, they have a good team. Connor's been great. It's going to be tough for the wild card teams, yeah, let's just have, say that. I mean, oh, yeah. oh absolutely. But I mean, it always good. is, but I mean, especially when you look at the net, uh, the and, NFC. I mean, I mean, just tough. just at least the Rams, Saints, and the Bears. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for or any Minnesota, right? They're on the wild card spot right now, yeah. so we'll see how that goes. I think the Bears, um, the Bears are a year or two away from being a real contender, to, right? To be a true contender, right? Yeah, yeah. But they can fuck up somebody's season in the oh, playoffs. They can play quick. spoilers big time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I it, it's. For me, I, I don't know. It's hard to pick favorites. I, st- I still think New Orleans is going to represent the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, AFC, oh, I know, that's, that's just toss up. Uh, so, Big Willie, I know you yep. are probably looking forward to. I mean, we are looking forward to hearing this as well. But okay. <laughs> I know, I know it is your. It's more your spiel than it surely is mine. I couldn't tell you the first goddamn thing about hockey. Uh, but yeah, you even pronounced it hockey. No, I said hockey. <laughs> uh, what's the lay of the land, man? What's what's the season like so far? I mean, I know um, it's, I know it's it's fairly fresh. It's, it's, it's the fresh. ice is frozen. The ice is still frozen. It's pretty cold, right? It's pretty cold very, right now. Very cold in the NHL land. Um, let's see. In the in, in the NHL, it's been a very interesting start to the season as well. Um, you have some teams right now that are playing um, kind of above, let's say, their pay grade. They're, they probably won't be there at the end, but mm-hmm. things have just been working out for them. Um, you look at, let's just say, Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's been on top for so long, and all of a sudden they're like sixth in the Metro. Like, they're bottom feeders right now. But, you know, Sidney Crosby came back, and all of a sudden they start winning some games. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a very odd season. I think that, um, you know, we've reached the quarter mark right now with teams and their standings, and there is a, um, a percentage of teams that wind up making the playoffs based on their winning percentage of the first quarter of the season. Um, So you can almost look at the top, I'd say, two teams in each division. And right now, they're projected to just make the playoffs. So you have the Eastern Conference. You have the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is my favorite team right now. I followed them since they've been in the league. Uh, They were an expansion team in 2000. Um, right now, they're leading the Metro with 32 points. Um, behind them, Washington's crept up with Ovechkin and his rushing ways at number two. And then you have the New York Rangers sliding at number number three. That's that's a team that I don't feel like can sustain um, uh, the way that they've been playing throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. I feel like a few teams will probably bump them out. Um, then you have the Atlantic side of the Eastern Conference. You have Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto, and then Buffalo. Tampa Bay is a lock, I think, for the playoffs. Toronto is a lock for the playoffs. Buffalo literally just went on a 10-game winning streak. They're very young, um, but they have just dominated some teams recently. If they can sustain 
I, I like them to uh, to be in the in the playoffs, but I mean they got to be on teams like Boston, Montreal, Detroit, Ottawa, and Florida. Florida really sucking this year, and they probably shouldn't be. So, like I said, it's a weird dynamic right now. There mm-hmm. could be a huge um, shift. Say maybe give the next twenty games and see what happens. Um, in the Western, you have the Central Division. With Nashville, Colorado, Winnipeg, I predict all those three teams to be in the playoffs hands down. Nashville's great defense, great goaltending. Colorado has two of the two of the NHL leading point scorers right now with uh, Miko Ratnan and Nathan McKinnon. They're literally tearing it up. Yeah, numbers that haven't been seen before. Um, real, real quick, because I, yeah. I can actually chime in on this. Sure. Predators have actually been pretty solid the last few years. I mean, Nashville's been one of the most consistent teams for really several years. Um, they have a great defense. They have a great goaltender. Uh, those two things in hockey are absolutely key. You, you have four lines with three guys trying to, you know, essentially, you know, shoot the puck in and score. Um, but if you don't have six defense defensemen and a goaltender to stop that from happening, you're not going to win games. Mm-hmm. Nashville is kind of you – know, Rene is one of the best goaltenders in the league. Um, their defense is solid. They have a veteran core. They have a young group. Um, they're going to be right there. Colorado mm-hmm. is interesting because they do have such a fantastic top line. Um, they can be beat if they don't score maybe three goals. You know what I mean? Their goaltending is good but not great. Uh, there's a, they could fall, but I still think they make the playoffs. Winnipeg's kind of solid throughout. Um, then you go to the Pacific. Um, you have Calgary, San Jose, and then Vegas finally has been on a win streak here the last two weeks. Um, they started the season like shit. If you guys remember Vegas last year, they mm-hmm. were an expansion team. Yep, yeah. They essentially got the, the pick of the crop on, on every NHL team. They got to take one of the uh, top 10 players of every team and then create a team, which is a really cool deal. And guess what? They were fucking great and were in the Western Conference Championship game because of the Stanley Cup. So, or, I'm sorry, they were in the Stanley Cup against the Capitals, and the Capitals won. Thank God. Um, they're starting to heat up. I think they'll be a force to reckon with still. So... Uh, other teams in the Pacific, it's kind of a shit show right now. Edmonton, you have the best player in the game, Connor McDavid. Um, they're right now not in the playoff spot. And, you know, people are kind of pissed about that. It's, you know, Canadian team. They want McDavid in. Um, Calgary's playing lights out. It, it, it's just wild right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, still early. It's still early. The crazy thing about hockey, though, is they, they use that 20-game, the, the quarter the quarter mark. You have 82 games in the hockey season. That quarter mark, if you're in the top three spots in your division, the chances to make the playoffs are like, it's like 80%. Like, it's it's wild. Like, shit, your teams have to break down, and other teams have to just, like, catch fire mm-hmm. in order for that to flip. Um, I can tell you guys, though, I want to plug... Um, a, a good buddy of mine, Sean Elam, he has a legit um, website called fifthlinesports.com. Um, they're they're very hockey focused, but they, they they're they're kind of sports focused. They, they do everything. 
It's a great website. Check it out, fifthlinesports.com. Um, he has a couple writers underneath him. Sean, it's Sean Elam, and then, uh, a woman named Shannon and Thomas. They both write up some really great articles. If you guys want to check them out, that would be awesome, if, especially if you're in, kind of into the NHL scene. So that's kind of my take on the NHL right now. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm full on Blue Jackets. We're actually heading up there next weekend. I mean, oh, fiance, cool. um, we're going to see the Capitals in town, kind of a uh, playoff matchup, uh, um, hopefully redemption game. So we'll uh, update you next time we um, speak, and I'll let you know how the outcome comes from that. Yeah. That's the NHL news. Thank you guys for listening. I know there's not a lot of uh, feedback there because just, I mean, NHL is growing. They're actually about to be – the only the only big top four uh, sporting organization to possibly look at expanding beyond 32 teams would be the first ever. Oh, wow. um, Seattle is in line to be a team in 2020, and the commissioner and other folks higher up have said that it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities to have 40 teams, which is really kind of awesome considering you don't look at the NHL as you know the biggest of the four sports because you have football baseball basketball so but they're cool man making leaps and bounds above maybe some of the other big ones right well cool that's cool hearing all that stuff like I said I don't the most I could tell you I've ever been involved in hockey in my life is Back when Super Nintendo was big, I used to play an NHL game and NHL '94, maybe. And it was fucking awesome. I I really enjoyed. I, you know what's weird is I was always maybe it just just speaks to my dark soul, but I always liked teams that had black in their color, and I was I would always pick the Bruins just because black. I just, you know, whatever. Anyways, again, yeah, Fifth Line Sports. Check them out. Pretty cool site, and and, and they're funny too. They they post a lot of funny things. Yes. You follow them on Instagram, which I do. Uh, Again, and, and they you know. have they have five podcast episodes out as well. Um, they're looking for a little bit more of uh, um, exposure, just just like the Golden Shooting Podcast. So yeah, I mean, we're looking to help each other out. If you guys give them a look, share their stuff, share our stuff, it'd be great. It's cool uh, seeing local local things like that, um, you know, and knowing people. You know what I mean? Like I, I've. Oh, yeah. I, I've I've talked to uh, Sean a couple times way back when he probably won't remember, but um, yeah, it's cool to see some. And, and and they talk a lot more than hockey, obviously. Football oh, yeah. and sport. And they got an MMA uh, MMA section, I believe. Uh, any any big thing that that happens, they tend to cover in some fashion, whether it's a a short you know blog article, what have you. They they they're really into it and it's a legit cool website and the little time that i've had this week i you know skim skim through it a little bit kind of just seeing seeing kind of what it was and i mean it's it's cool it's it's cool i'll, I'll definitely give it more of an insight so check them out fifth line sports facebook instagram that i'm assuming fifth line sports.com yes. yep so yeah, so that's pretty much kind of uh, where we're at in sports. I don't know that any of us really give a shit about the NBA right now. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, anything with college basketball you want to continue with here, Ty? I know you're the – you are the college aficionado probably. 
amongst the three of us? Yeah, not not really yet. It's obviously okay. Uh, we'll just make me sound fucking stupid in front of everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. I I, uh, I think it's just it's just a little too early to tell. Um, Duke's gonna be really really tough to beat, man. When it comes to basketball. Oh, Freddie would like to hear you say that, huh? Yeah, I got a brother-in-law kind of likes him too. Shout out to Rhino. Um, that's my wife's twin brother, by the way. Uh, at any rate, who he's not mistakenly had sex with, so <laughs> even though they're twins. Yeah, I, I think though every once in a while he wakes up around the two a.m. mark on Wednesday nights and probably feels a little uh, tickle on his beal. Um, but you know, at any rate, it's 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 really too early to tell when it comes to college basketball. I mean, nobody's. Uh, I don't know. I guess Vegas is out there throwing out odds and stuff. But what's uh, what's really exciting for me personally is that the 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 Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. You know, Cal is in his tenth year of coaching the Wildcats, and he's got. I say that's kind of amazing in itself, being in, such a prestige program, right? Is yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Ten for sure. years and. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, let me think here. Especially with the turnover, like every year. You, yeah, yeah, there was there was a there was a time where the the turnover was a little higher than it probably should have been. So we like I don't know. Rupp, Adolf Rupp was there for a very long time. Joby Hall was there for a little while, a, a decently long time, and then Eddie Sutton was not there for very long, and most of us try to forget that he was there. Uh, Coach P, my man Ricky Patino. Uh, won us a national championship. Uh, some people credit him for two because Tubby won with, quote, Rick's players. Tubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Rick was there for a handful of years, and then Tubby's there for a handful of years, and then uh, Billy Gillespie comes in for two or three years, and then you got Cal, who's on a decade. Right. And Joby Hall, who I mentioned earlier, told Cal 10 years ago, he said, it's, it's, it's a 10-year job. Uh, and, and Cal, honestly, until the last couple of years, Cal didn't, he said he wasn't going to be there longer than 10 years. And that made a lot of us a little, uh, little worried because he is, you know, probably the second, third, fourth best college basketball <laughs> coach in the country. Um, he's, you know, number one or number two as far as recruiting goes year in and year out. What's really exciting about this year particularly is that uh, the, the year that, that the, the Wildcats won the national championship, 2012, um, it was the first year and the only year since that he really had a little bit of senior leadership and then like returning sophomores who were really, really good. And that's what he's got this year. He's got, um, I wouldn't, you know, he's got senior leadership, quote-unquote, with uh, a transfer, a graduate student from uh, Stanford, Reed Travis. So he's he's not a Wildcat. You know, he doesn't know the Wildcat way quite yet, but he's in his fifth year of, of eligibility. You know, he's, he's, he's old in terms of Wildcat, wildcat years. Right. So he, we got him and then a couple of, I think three, if I'm, yeah, three sophomores who are returning who got a lot of playing time last year. So everybody in the bluegrass is really excited, and then you know we had to tip off against those fuckers from Durham, who uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's just like those fuckers from Durham to just just drive a stake through my heart. Like 
I'm so excited about this season. We finally got a little bit of senior leadership. We finally got some returning sophomores. Not everybody went to the NBA. And then here's Duke, who's like basically an NBA team. Uh, you know, they, they slipped up the other night, so it gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, you know, and, and Gonzaga looked really, really good. Sure, absolutely. But as of right now, I'd say that Duke looks like a team that's not really going to get beat. Now, give me a, give me a perspective on college basketball with okay. <clears throat> if you're a good if you're a good program, yep. Typically, you're going to make you know the 64 team bracket. Am I uh-huh. right? Okay. So, I guess my question is: obviously, you have Duke and Kentucky. Gonzaga, your bigger schools, you know they're going to be there even, you know, right now, you know they're, they're going to be there in March. Yeah. Right. There's no question. Those three specifically, correct. So, I guess this is me not being a uber college football or college basketball fan mm-hmm. until March. I do enjoy the bracket. I think it's really cool. But, I don't know, how do you, I guess how do you explain that to maybe – a fan who's not just like have that doesn't have just a diehard team that they follow, because you know that they're going to probably be there in March. So why don't they just pick them up in March? No, I, I really a hundred percent understand what you're talking about. Um, that's a that's an Ooh. excellent that's an excellent sound. God, I, I really do. I a hundred percent understand what you're talking about, and I will even give you a little bit of insight. Um, to the way that I have been a UK fan, and that's really all I can speak of because I've never been anything but. Right. So when I was younger, I didn't really know how to be a sports fan in general. I didn't know anything other than I loved the Wildcats, and when they lost, I felt like I lost, and when they won, I felt like I won. And, you know, when when you're a kid, like national championships are obviously awesome, but even just beating, like, Drexel, you know, right. in the second game of the season, or like Monmouth. Yeah. Even when when you're 15, 16, like that, even that that feels really awesome. You get a little bit older, and you realize that it doesn't really matter Mm-mm. if you beat Monmouth. Mm-mm. Who gives a shit? Because you're gonna be there in the in March. Yeah, exactly. Beating Duke was really only if had we have beaten Duke would have only really been bragging rights. And for me personally, it would have only been bragging rights for Fred at work and my brother-in-law Ryan. Who are Duke fans? And that's really it, you know. So like, uh, so I totally understand where you're, where where you're coming from, and when 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 we were younger, you know, you guys know this about me. I would I would I would get a little heated when uh, the the cats would lose regular season games. Uh, now the last ten years that uh, I've been a Wildcat fan with Coach Cal, it's exactly what you said. It doesn't matter that we lose ten games in the regular season. Because there was, um, I think it was 2014, that Kentucky lost 10 regular season games, maybe more than that, but like 10 regular season games, got to the tournament as the eight seed, knocked off undefeated Wichita State, right. you know, went on to end up losing in the national championship as an eight seed to the seven seed UConn. Right. And it was really that that solidified it for me. Like, I shouldn't get... All riled up. So worked up. Yeah, don't get don't get worked up during. Let's hear. Oh. God. You don't need to really get worked up in the regular season because it really only matters in March. And I think that's what 
I, I guess it kind of blows my mind about college basketball. It's such a huge following, and people flock to it. But you, as a fan, growing up watching it, you just said for yourself, like, dude, just wait till March. If, if, if you follow a primetime team. Yeah. And it's wild. To yeah, me. no, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, I would, th- I would think that it probably there's a lot, a lot of it has to do with if just hypothetically, like uh, let's just say you, let's just say hypothetically you're a Wildcat fan. Sure. You're not really watching it right now. You're gonna pick it up in March when the when the Cats are in the tournament. Well, when you get to the tournament, you're not gonna know no, any. No, you're not gonna know any right. of the five starters. Fair you're not gonna know any of their. You're not going to get any of their, um, you know, their their stories. You're have in March. You're going to find out about Eric. Or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Reed Reed Travis. For the, Excuse me. For the first time. Right. Right. Um, I hear you. So it's more of about just following the team, getting to know the players like you would any other team. More of a that way you feel invested to them. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all. It is. That's really, I guess, as as plainly as I can put that's it fair. to you. That, yeah. I mean, you know, and that's fair. Like I get yeah. that. It's just like. It's it uh, to me every year it's kind of shocking how much people or how much pe- people follow college basketball yeah. and then really at the end of the day as long as you pick it up in March you can still root for that team yeah but I understand if you're invested to them and you want to know the staffs the players cool right I get it I, get I know it. I know for me personally like I I can't I can't tell you that I'm a Wildcat fan and then not watch a game right <laughs> yeah I've seen sure. every single game that they've played like even I'm even talking about. During the days when TiVo and DVR wasn't a thing, my old man had stacks upon stacks upon stacks of VHS tapes. Oh yeah, because right. he would he would record them for me on Saturdays when I was wrestling or uh, you know playing baseball or whatever, and he would uh, record them and I'd watch them later on. Um, which is the genesis, by the way, of, of of how anal I am about not finding out things right now. You know, that's that's the genesis of it. Is, I would my de- my old man would record the the games for me and I wouldn't find out the score and then I'd get home and watch it and pretend that I was watching it live. Right. That is the genesis. Fifteen years plus ago. Sure. <laughs> the, that's that's really that's really what it comes down to is I can't I can't tell you I'm a Wildcat fan and then not go and watch their game. That's you know that's me though. Good deal. Anal, you say? <laughs> so we, we've. I don't, much I don't mind a butt stuff every now and then. So what we guys we've covered <coughs> NFL, college football. I think that's it as far as sports NHL. for what we follow. Absolutely. I I mean, if there's more people, you know, then uh, they'll I'll look at it themselves. Pick up the NBA come March. It'll yeah. get there eventually. Kinda, I mean, because there's two NBA teams. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, more there's more not so be an eight seed more so I'm not going to watch the NBA while the NFL is on. Right. I'm not going to watch the NBA while college basketball is on. I just I don't I don't I don't, NBA I don't has fucking have time had for that. Like, the NBA has had like maybe what six dominant teams and everyone else is just shit. You can look at the beginning of the <clears> NBA <throat> season and pick the playoffs. Act, probably pick the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you'd be uh, and be probably pretty close. spot on. Pretty close, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's the sports world and the GSP, uh, you know, and, and our thought of things. Uh, and we'll kind of move into the sports entertainment world here. But before we get to that, uh, once more, again, stay tuned. We have something very cool we've never done before, and we're, we're so honored to do it. We got our buddy Danny 
his band artist. We have his song coming up that we're going to premiere. The song is called Are We? Exclusively for us to play for you guys. So, again, stay tuned. But, uh, again, like I said, to get in the sports entertainment world here, uh, just just a little short, quick uh, WWE chat because that's really all the wrestling I pay attention to, to be honest with you. I follow it here and there, but it's nothing that really stands out to me. Uh, just because we cover all that here and just kind of with the way things are right now, the state of the product, a uh, little bit stale right now. It's it's not the hottest time. Uh, I mean, you got probably the hottest star in a company right now, Becky Lynch, who is just on fire with what mm. she's doing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's on fire in more ways than one, let's just say that. Um of course, Ronda Rousey, you know, probably the big thing that we probably have not mentioned since uh, one of our last uh, episodes. I mean, obviously, she's uh, one of the women's champions along with Becky, and uh, they were supposed to have a match to the most recent big pay-per-view uh, Survivor Series, but that got ruined by Nia Jax. Um, again, it's just kind of a kind of a little bit stale right now, and I'll be honest with you, as big of a wrestling fan as I am, I. Uh, I don't necessarily. I, I keep up with reading and all that kind of stuff, but um, as far as the actual like watching of everything, I don't really. During football season, I'm kind of lay back on it a little bit, but uh, I just know I know enough right now that there's not a lot going on, and that's typical. Usually, at the end of the year because you got big stuff coming around, like the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania season right around the corner, which is always, always good. Yep. Um, and then probably the other biggest thing is the whole uh, Roman Reigns uh, situation. Uh, unfortunately, Man. unfortunately, having to relinquish his title after we finally got freed from the from the reign of Brock Lesnar, which we are now <laughs> in, back, into. back into again. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Anybody, you know, that, again, I don't care. I ain't got no shame. I'm a huge lifelong wrestling fan. My son is into it well, and that kind of, uh, that kind of makes it a little more exciting for me. At the same time, uh, Roman Reigns, who was probably the top guy. I mean, I don't care what anybody says about him. I mean, when he when he walks into the arena, all eyes are on him. He's he's getting the loudest reactions. Whatever you know, whether the they're. Most. The most over. Whether they're boos or cheers, I mean, any reaction is a good reaction. I mean, and unfortunately with his announcement that he is battling leukemia, which is sad, uh, very unfortunate, but I seen him, he was at, uh, he was, because, you know, he went to Georgia Tech, he was on the sidelines for the Georgia Tech-Georgia game, and good spirits, so good to see for him. Other than that, it was really... Not much ha- uh, happening at all right now. I mean, it just it's just I don't know what it is. I, I mean, probably blaming on the booking and the writers and all that kind of stuff. But again, the big seasons coming around with Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and it usually usually for sure turns the corner right now. Uh, kind of, I do have an early Royal Rumble prediction. I and that's my favorite. Pay-per-view. I, I right. love the Royal Rumble. It's, it's, it's always been exciting, always been fun. I would say, honestly, I think my favorite in winning the Royal Rumble is probably uh, Finn Balor. You think so? Uh, yeah. Yep. I, th- I think it's finally his turn to start uh, 
starting being what he can be. I mean, I know he can be a little dull sometimes, but he. The only reason I say that is because based on past um, behaviors, is right now he's kind of an underdog and he's being treated as such. Yeah. And you know, kind of, especially this. Yeah. Little pop. Uh, like this last Raw, anyways, that he, he kind of received a beat down from multiple people, so I think it's almost his turn to get back to where he was, unfortunately, before he was injured a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, that's not a bad pick. He's the uh, technically the, the inaugural Universal Champion. Yep. Um, I, uh, I would think um, with it, with it uh, being as stale as it is currently. I think my pick is Daniel Bryan. Even with him yes. being the champion yes. right now? Yes. 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 I think, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yes. According to him, the yes chants are dead, just so you know. <laughs> uh, well, I think. Uh, I was watching. My bad. <laughs> it's okay, but it's okay. It's okay. I didn't know anything about hockey. You didn't have to know <laughs> anything about WWE right now, or, so. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of time for him to for him to drop it. Um, I don't know, man. We we go back to that that one uh, rumble in Philadelphia years ago when he got hurt, and they really yeah. feel like he really they really fucked it up by not having him win. Yeah, not necessarily maybe not having him win, but when he went when uh, he went out as early as he did, right? Just really, I think it's it fucked still... Roman Reigns. It fucked the product for a little while. I think it's still. Uh... I think people have finally gotten past that whole ordeal. I think so, too. Yeah. So, uh, again, not much to really go on right now. So, uh, it's kind of uh, – there's really not much to talk about. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's really stale right now. I mean, plausibly the best in the world, Shane McMahon wins it. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, yeah. <laughs> From an outsider looking in and knowing that Vince McMahon is trying to – well, not trying to, he will be – making the XFL 2.0. Do you think his ideas and, you know, energy is focused on that right now, and that's why the WWF is kind of slow right now, or no? I don't think so, because he's turned that over to Andrew Luxad, Oliver Luck, who is the commissioner, and anything I've ever seen with the XFL, no mention of Vince McMahon's name at all. Oliver Luck's pretty much spearheading it all. Okay. It's just, I think it's... There's just the issue with WWE right now is there's too, too many much, too much talent, really? which is a weird thing to say. But you got all these people and and you can only do so much. Sure. I mean, but you also can't run a five hour show every week and expect to expose them all. It's just not going to happen. It's yep. it's it's a a little dead right now, and which is probably why I, you know, stick watching to a bunch of old stuff. And you know, I've been watching. You know, I, if I'm not watching regular TV, which is very rare, if I'm not watching NFL, I'm watching the sure. WWE Network because right. I like reliving all that kind of stuff. Which so goes. You gotta throw it out there because right. maybe the common listener wouldn't know, but they know about the yeah. NFL. Right. A fan, a fan of wrestling, any fan of wrestling knows that the business is cyclical. It goes in cycles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hot here, low here, hot here, low here. But it always comes back around, and it will. VKM is Hopefully. a dog. He is the greatest promoter in the history of sports and or entertainment, in my opinion. And uh, it, 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 they'll, be, they'll be fine. I For think. sure. I hope, 
I hope that Roman beats cancer sooner than later mm -hmm. and gets back. That will help the product. Uh, I mean, I, I'd be honest with you, probably, yep, yeah, pro yeah. probably a hot take, but they're missing him right now. They're for sure missing him right now. I, again, like I said, and you can't say he's not a good worker because that motherfucker busts his ass right. all the time. So, again, uh, hopefully, you know, well, hopefully, I, I believe he'll beat it soon. You know, you could believe that. Okay, just, there you go. That's all I can say about I that. Believe, I believe that the, the biggest um, detriment to the company is that there aren't enough big people. Uh, like your big shows, Undertaker, yeah, man, Mr. Well, Kane. It, like, it's 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 not like really. It, I think like in, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not I'm not in the I'm not in the office with uh, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, mm -hmm. or anything like that. But I think that they probably get in there and they're like, who realistically can beat Brock Lesnar? You've got two MFers, Roman and uh, Braun Strowman. R Roman and Strowman. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I mean, in in a shoot fight, maybe. Bobby Lashley's <laughs> terrible in the ring, in my opinion. So, like, who who right. plausibly can beat Brock Lesnar? Sure. I mean, are well, you going like to can said, you? There's, there's that turnover in sports. Can, that can you get that weird period? Can you legitimately throw Seth Rollins into a ring with Brock Lesnar? I think that, that Seth would do okay. He would hold his own, but that's not plausible in a shoot fight. Brock Lesnar is going to roll him up into a ball and, and pummel him. Right. And I think that those guys go in there like, all right, well, goddamn, pal, who do we have? Goddamn, pal. <laughs> who do we have beat Brock Lesnar? Well, that's fine. Okay, let's have Braun Strowman do it, just hypothetically. Okay, well, then who can go into the ring and beat Braun Strowman? So right. I, I think they're, they're, they're uh, in an impasse with that right now. I also think the big thing, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, they, I mean... The hardcore wrestling fans, and I mean that as in, uh, you know, some people could get offended by this term. The Smarks, they have all their people, and that's fine if they can go in the ring. But the thing with WWE is, if you are, if you just don't carry the like star power, I mean, if you just don't have the look, like, you, like, I mean, that's again another thing with Roman. That's why he's. Push the way he is. When you look at him, he looks like a real life superhero. No doubt. I mean, and that goes back to the same thing with The Rock. Same thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe not a superhero, but he just looked like a star. Yeah. With Hogan. Do you, do you I mean, think, do you think we were like spoiled and like the? Oh, for sure. There's yeah, like the 15 years of wrestling that was like. I mean that massive. That right. That time frame in general. You had The Rock. You got Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, you've undertaken. I mean, for sure, spoiled. Spoiled, right? Okay. So now we're kind of in that like lull. Well, it it, it it suddenly out of nowhere became all about, and maybe maybe not became all about. Maybe people wanted it to go back to the in ring product. Yeah, oh, that's that's exactly right. For like for some reason, it just became this groundswell of, you know. Let, let I want to get back to the wrestling. Where's Where's my Bret Hart's? Where's yeah, my Shawn right, Michaels? Right, right, right. Out of the ring, what is the difference between Finn Balor and <laughs> and uh, and Seth Rollins? Right. Finn Balor's accent. That is literally it. Like, man, Finn's a little bit smaller. That's it. There's like, you know, they they should, in my opinion, they should play off his demon character a little bit more. 
Right. There aren't any gimmicks anymore. You know, Stone Cold was the Stone Cold was the the, the Texas Rattlesnake. The Undertaker was the Undertaker. Shawn Michaels was the Heartbreak Kid. Right. Right. Like, okay, yeah, we got Seth Rollins, the King Slayer. Just because he beat a, Triple H. I mean, like, it, it's a right. soap opera for dudes. Uh, you you have stories. You have storylines. You have friends and foes. You know, like I guess that, is that not how it is now? It's more just well, there definitely there definitely is not babyface and there's, heel. Well, yeah, there's there's right. there's too many blurred lines, and that's actually something I want to eventually talk about if we do the wrestling one. Is there's just so there's there's too much gray. There's okay. no black and white, and that's because of the fans. And too maybe, goddamn smart. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe that was even started back in the day when that stuff was huge because, I mean, the whole reason Stone Cold started getting over, he was a heel. Right. He was trying to be hated as much as he could, but people but thought he was so him. cool right. at what he was doing and the way he was talking is, I'm going to whip your ass all right. the time. I mean, people liked that. They got behind sure. that and... I feel like that's a lot and he of he was he wasn't even the first one. I, no, there, there's several wrestlers that Rock, went from that you know way? went from like the superstar to the to the villain, and then from the villain to the superstar. I would even think that um, someone like Ric Flair back in the day. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he you know people didn't see it. He 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 was more of a heel obviously than he was, but people thought he was so cool at what he did yeah. that they started blurring the lines. But it's interesting. It's that, an that's, interesting dynamic. There's too many. There's too many blurred lines. Nobody's really a true. You're only a heel if the people actually do not like you. And I'm not saying your character. It's just if they don't like you. Right. Like, it's not that you're doing a good job at being a heel. It's just it's, they don't like you. you so know, you're you're a heel. You know who probably blurred the lines the most is John Cena. Yep. Between a heel and a baby face. Well, no, not no, 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 like. There, half the arena was chanting John Cena, uh, you know, John Cena sucks. Well, I think that was more so like they were just tired of the shtick. Oh, yeah. It was all the, the women and the children, who was half the audience, were out there, let's go Cena! And then the, most of the men, who were the other... Cena 50, sucks! Yeah, the other 50% of the audience, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, we'll get, uh, you know... WrestleMania season's coming around. Royal Rumbles, you know, we'll see how it goes. A little stale right now, but uh, we'll move on from that. Getting to my favorite part of anything. I could even just talk about a whole episode of this, which is just music. Again, here we're so close, getting close. To Danny premiering his band artist's new song, Are We. Again, can't wait to play this song. I, I cannot wait to listen to it again. I... I haven't listened to it since he sent it to me just because I wanted to wait again to hear it again and almost kind of listen to it again for the first time with you guys. Um, stoked. I'm so pumped. And, and it's, it's, it's good. Again, he's, he's got his album coming up next Friday. Can't wait to hear it. His show, his album release show next Saturday at the Listing Loom. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to have the CD. I can't wait to have the physical CD in my hands and, and listen to it because he's great. Um, what y'all been listening to lately? Um, I have honestly been listening to a lot of Queen. Obviously, oh, B.U.E. Rhapsody yeah, coming yeah. out. A killer movie, uh, in my opinion. And um, You know, I listened to Queen when I was a young teenager when I was really getting balls deep into uh, rock and roll. And 
I would say, no, no lie, last five years or so before this movie came out, probably hadn't listened to him very much. I probably did not appreciate Freddie Mercury and Queen in, in general um, as, as much as, pro as, as probably we should. And this movie is going to give him, him and them a resurgence, which is excellent. So I've been listening to a lot of, a uh, lot of, lot of Queen. Um, I have been listening to a lot of Metallica because, oh, yeah, <laughs> because the show. We'll get, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to that here in a yeah. second here. Um, uh, I just saw Elton John. Ooh. Just saw Elton John, so I've been seeing. I've been listening to a lot of him. I went to a Justin Timberlake concert. I went to a Chris Stapleton concert. Um, and I still, I still listen to a shitload of uh, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Cool. What about you, Big Willie? Um, I've kind of just been, I've been a, a, a mediocre radio listener here lately. I, I, I unfortunately, um, I've, I, I've, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, honestly, like I get in these moods where I don't know what I want to listen to. Yes. They're on the radio. And that's kind of how I've been. So I'm, I'm very in our work. I'm trucks very too. mainstream right now. I'm like. Hey man, I, I love Godsmack's new stuff. I think it's fantastic. I love Shinedown's new stuff, which it's always been fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I think one song that kind of sticks out out of maybe not one of your most well, it, I think it is one of the most popular now, but it's uh, uh, "Bad Flowers Ghost." Uh, great song. Um, That's. Yeah. I, I feel like I haven't really listened to full albums in some time, which I don't like I'm, that about myself. I'm, st I used to I'm still a, been a full album kind of guy. I'm still that person, and it's unfortunate. Uh, uh, Bad Wolves. I actually here, here's kind of a, a little you know fun fact with the you're, you're killing my I'm segment sorry, coming sorry, up, bro. Hey, but um, during the Thanksgiving weekend, Sirius Radio was free. So I listened to a lot of new jams in my car, which was awesome, and it makes me want to, you right. know, buy into Sirius, which that was their whole purpose, I'm sure. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. There was this one song, um, this band called Shapes. Have you heard of them? Mm, I'm not ringing a bell. Yeah, there's no. this one, I, I, and I'm sorry, I'm not prepared for this, it just, it, like... Just came to me. That's what it's about. Um, the what band the about. Shapes, and I, I forget the name of the song, but it was like, on serious, they were like trying to promote bands that weren't known yet. Right. And they were getting them out there, and that song fucking rocked. Yeah. Um, anyway, so no, I've kind of been a radio listener here lately. I, I can't say anything specific. I, I do want to see the new um, Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it, I've heard great things about it. Um, Actually, hell, I wanted to see the the fucking Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper movie. I thought it Stars Born. Yeah, Stars Born. That looked good too. I, I haven't seen it yet, so um, music's kind of like that. just radio stuff for me. So anything mainstream on WBN 96.5, um, I've just been kind of listening to. And then I had the, the <coughs> pleasure of uh, having Sirius for a week free with Octane. Um, a lot of their a lot of their um, shows. I. I like that I actually might wind up buying into. I won't give away anything because uh, you'll, you'll find out here shortly. Uh, but, Ty, you kind of alluded to what we have coming up, the three of us, and along with uh, Mo, 
Shout out Tanner. <laughs> Shout out Tanner. March 9th, Louisville. Oh my god. Metallica. We're gonna burn that city to the ground. We got tickets for like a year, literally. It's it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I've seen them twice. So it's, you know, this will be my third. Ty's will be your second. You yep. went with me, or my second was your first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and <laughs> Willie, you and uh, you and Tanner's first time, man. I'm I'm telling you. You know, I, you know, I'm not, even, wait, I'm, I'm not even. I'm wait. not even going to say anything. Don't say nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. Can't. I want to go in as a fucking virgin and just mm. get my fucking cherry popped. Like, boom, that's, let's that go. get popped. That's for sure. Uh, your drums might get popped too. No, so that's, that's fine. I, I actually still kind of a little deaf when we all see seen ACDC three years ago. So and foo. Yeah. Oh, dude, got re erected like, foo. Honestly, any of you listeners out there right now. If you love rock music, you have to go see the Foo Fighters. That's a must-see. It is an absolute must-see. David Grohl is just a maniac. He's a god. He is a he is a god, god amongst us mortals. I mean, he's he, it, it's, it was such a fun show. Yeah, and you don't even have to like love their music. I was a radio Foo Fighters fan. Yeah, and I still knew every fucking song right. because they're on the radio all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because they're the Foo Fighters, right? Man, go see them. Speaking of, speaking of Foo Fighters, kind of tail off of that. The most recently announced festival, Ooh. Sonic Temple Festival, Ooh. formally, as we are, uh, we're Very all well three about, you know. uh, former Rangers, if Rangers. you will. Rangers, uh, Rock on the Range Festival, now Sonic Temple Festival, which uh, people are such an not not really an uproar, but I mean, I tell you what, I. Uh, Tickets went on sale today at twelve o'clock. Twelve fifteen. Gone. The tier one. Tier one price gone. Bullshit. But solid lineup, man. Foo Fighters. System uh, of Downs. System of Downs coming back. Disturbed. Ghost. I. Uh, Chevelle. I mean, it, Bad Flower. I'm uh, pretty yeah, sure Bad will be there. there. I mean, it's so many good bands. I, you know, actually, I could probably pull it up right now. But I, it's a. Hell of a show. Did Let's you see. Take a here, here, no, not yet. Here we got. We got Foo Fire, System of a Down, Disturb, Bring Me to the Horizon, which I've gotten into the last few years, and they're on the radio right now, and yep. they are hot. They're big. Yep. Uh, the Prodigy, I don't know much about, but I Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, Chevelle, Joan Jet and the Blackhearts, yeah. The Cult, In This Moment, The Hives. What have the Hives done in a while? But they're there. Gojira, great band. Saw them over from Metallica Special years ago. The Struts, yeah. Meshuga, uh, Kill Switch Engage, Parkway Drive, another band I've gotten into recently. Fantastic band. If anybody's into like metalcore and things of that nature. Uh, Black Label Society, Beartooth, another great band. Scars on Broadway, who is the guitarist for System of Down, his other band. So he's going to pretty much be there all weekend. Oh, um, awesome. Scars on Broadway? Scars on Broadway. Tom Morello. Tom you know, is what it is. The Tom Morello? Yeah, he's, you know, whatever. Eh. Bad Wolves will be there as well, so hopefully I'll get to check them out. Glorious Sons, if anybody's heard them, their song, Salt Off Shotgun, great oh, yeah. song, great, great song. song. Yeah. Bad Flowers, we mentioned, who, I mean, they may have one of the top rock songs of the year, honestly. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> a band I used to listen to back in the day, the uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Okay. Pretty intense band, but uh, yeah, this lineup is like 
This is the first year for Stone t- or what is it? Stone Temple or Sonic, Sonic Temple. Temple? Sonic Temple. Sorry. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, Festival. not Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Sonic Temple is. I mean, they went like I think all out. They just want it to be the biggest fucking rock. It'll be. Ever. It'll be good. I, I definitely want to go. I haven't wanted to go to the Rock on the Range in the last ten years or so, but. Right. I want to go to this one mainly because of Foo's and, and Ghost because I haven't seen Ghost yet. I want to see Ghost. I will see Foo Fighters anytime they ever come around here. I don't care what it is. System of Down Two is like a big draw for me, and, and they'll be pretty good too. Yeah. I, I like some System of a Down. It's like one of my all-time faves. So yeah, that that would be a cool one, especially if we uh, any of us get to go to it and talk it about it again. Um, so before I get into my segment, which I've posted about metal slash hard rock albums of 2018, obviously I can only do this once a year if I'm naming them of the year, uh, our main segment that we typically do, the top five, will come back next episode. We're a little bit on short notice here, trying to get everybody back in, like, hey, we're coming back, but we didn't want to drop too much on real quick, but the top five will be back. We're not sure what we're talking about yet, but trust us, you will find out very soon. So I'm going to get into my top three rock albums here. Two of the three, really, really obvious. I know you guys tried to guess it. Uh, I think pretty, pretty solid guests. <laughs> uh, guesses, sorry. Uh, my third one was like I actually went back and did homework. I I had it narrowed down, and I went back and listen to those to try and like figure it out for myself and it's kind of like a mystery but i'm gonna go three to three to one because i just name it number one is usually how i go with things number three i'm just gonna tell you right now it came down to shinedown mm-hmm. miles kennedy mm-hmm. uh his first solo record bad wolves mm-hmm. and then one that came out damn near the beginning well yeah at the beginning of the year is of mice and men mm-hmm. and after I listened to them, it, it, to me it came down to Mice and Men. They, like, I, last summer is really when I got into them. They released a couple songs that are on this album. And man, to me, it, it made them, like, what I would term as, like, a festival type band. Like, they got great grooves, great guitar and stuff, but they have the big choruses in this album. I mean, like stuff that you can easily chain along to. I mean, just just get the whole crowd energized. Just got that feel to it. Um, the album is called Defy. Great album. Probably my. I mean, they're not my favorite metal band by any means, uh, but their style is probably the stuff that I get into the most. They got great guitar riffs. The drums are just pounding. They sound like friggin' machine guns. And uh, the vocals, Aaron Pauly, who's actually the bass player and the lead vocalist does all their scream vocals or heavy vocals and also the clean vocals and singing. He has got a great voice and man, those choruses just pop. Like, I mean, it's amazing. And if I could like a couple highlights, I guess, from each album that I'm going to list here, uh, back to me, which is probably one of my favorite of my cinnamon songs in general, back to me, unbreakable, the song defy, uh, they got another song called war zone. And on that album, they also have a pretty sweet cover of pink Floyd's money. And it's uh, pretty good. Really, really good cover. Uh, at least I think so, anyways. Um, yeah, Mice and Men, to me, takes number three. Ooh, yeah. Number two, 
two and one's not going to be a surprise to anybody. If anybody has paid attention to me at all on my social media, uh, anybody who I've ever conversated with, um, I can't ever go out or go talking about music without mentioning either of these two bands. Number two was Ghost's prequel. Oh my God. Like, And I'll explain why it took number two after I named number one, but such a great album i've been a huge fan of this band for the last few years and i i their last album i was not sure how they would top that but they something that it did and you know, people they get dogged a lot just because you know metals comes in all forms in my opinion and man uh tobias forge the man behind ghost basically he just i, I he's got a great story behind it because it's more than just the music, the you know the theatrics right. and and the characters and the stories and the not knowing. And I mean, it go, and it, it it all ties together. And it's, a lot of people overlook that a lot of times. And he he's he's probably a modern. I don't want to say genius, but he, he, I'd say a genius. A in his damn, own way. yeah, he's got sure. a pretty damn creative mind. And their videos, you know, the the videos aren't just videos just to be videos. They actually tie into the whole story of Ghost, and he explains them all through the videos. And it's really cool to see. Um, Rats was probably one of the, I'd say probably one of the top songs of the year. That that, that was a great song. Uh, I got a tattoo recently of the song with lyrics from their song Faith on there. I mean, I love that song. That's a very Alice in Chains esque type song. Um, Dance Macabre is probably their big song right now on the radio and that's it's got like kind of an 80s vibe to it but man that chorus is just huge i'm all about the big choruses like i mean uh, you know to me if it's got a big chorus it makes everything tie in together uh no, no matter what you do for your verses and stuff but man the chorus in that song itself and in the whole album another song another song on that album is called witch image it's big chorus you know i just Everything, everything's great about it. Good guitar riffs, vocals, melodies, and a nice little darkness to it, and a little hint of Satanism, which I'm okay with every now and then. And my number one rock album of 2018, nobody should ever be surprised by any of this. Alice in Chains, Rainier Fog. I mean, right. the start to finish. This and and it's kind of a it's kind of a different album for them. I mean, it's Alice in Chains. You can for sure tell it's Alice in Chains. But they kind of branched out a little bit, get a little trippy here and there. But I mean, the vocals, just undeniable. Jerry Cantrell's guitar playing, William Duvall's guitar playing and singing. I mean, and he actually takes more of a lead role in this album all the way through, in my opinion, anyways. And it's it's pretty awesome to hear. Um, the highlights from that album, probably one of my probably my favorite song is called Maybe. It's a little, it's a little bit different, kind of a personal song. I mean, that's they've kind of opened up the last few years, uh, like personal wise, and uh, maybe um, rainy. The song "Rainier Fog," a great song. "Red Giant," which is a heavy, heavy fucking song. Great guitar, wrist vocals. I can't say much about. Uh, I can't say enough about Alice in Chains. It's, and the reason why Ghost didn't take number one is because out of the ten tracks, three of them are, like, there's two instrumentals, and then they have an intro, which they considered a track. Right, right, right. And, but but the, one of the instrumentals on that album, uh, Miasma, or Miasma, I don't know how you pronounce it, but 
great. I mean, like it starts out kind of slow and grooving into it. Good guitar riffs. Kind of sounds almost Alice in Chains, and then it just starts grooving, picking up really in it and it's even got a saxophone solo in it <laughs> which is amazing it takes a little bit of balls to do that with heavy music and sure. it's pretty damn good so those would be my top threes my honorable mentions would be the ones that didn't make it shine downs attention attention concept album for them not many people know that but great album i listened to it the other day and i was like damn like i just like first time i listened to it i was like it's a little different but i listened to it again and it was really really good really good um Miles Kennedy finally releasing his solo album. Fantastic. Very bluesy, acoustic based, uh, folky at times. I mean, you know, Miles Kennedy, in my opinion, is best, best singer in rock and music by far. And then uh, Bad Wolves, the only reason that didn't take is I love everything on that album. I do not like the songs by them that are played on the radio. I like them, but it's very deceiving and it makes me not like them. Oh, I, I feel like, I mean, that's almost a lot of these rock artists nowadays that are trying to get known. They like they'll just remake something for sure. And I think that the only reason why anyone knows anything about Bad Wolf right now is because of Zombie. Right, exactly. And it, don't get me wrong; they fucking killed it. It's a, yeah, it's a but good cover. It's just like it just propelled them. It's become a little overplayed. And yes. There's another song that's played on radio now. It's called "Hear Me Now," yeah. and it's just. Very, those songs are very deceiving for what that band is because they got a, like a, a mud vein type sound to them a little bit and a very progressive sound and heavy. Oh, it's heavy, heavy as yeah. hell. Totally. Um, but yeah, those those are my top three uh, of Mice and Men, Ghost, and Alice in Chains, man. I, all three of those albums I could listen to, and that's really what I've been listening to, especially Alice in Chains and Ghost, man. I can't, I can't, can't stop it. Yeah. If I, if I don't know what I want to listen to, I'll pop one of those two on and just, just go for it. Um, so now, we've come to it finally. After two hours and almost two and a half hours, we've come to what everybody hopefully has been waiting for. Other than this podcast in general. But I've been waiting for this. I saved the best for last, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to premiere our, our, our good friend Danny Poland. His band Artist's new song called Are We. It is a great song. Um, he's got his album coming out again uh, called Room 815. I've been failing to mention that. Called Room 815. Coming out next Friday, December 7th. He has got his release slash listening party show December 8th. It is at the Listing Loon. It is at 4124 Hamilton Avenue in Cincinnati come support him if you can he's a great guy he writes some great great music I cannot wait to play this song uh, he's got again he's on Spotify uh, he's on iTunes which is where I have uh, all the songs that I've heard from him but I cannot wait to hear this album again next Saturday Listing Loon Cincinnati 4124 Hamilton Avenue. I'm sure you could just Google Listing Loon. It'll come up for you. Join us if you can. I'll be there. Ty will be there. Yeah. Brother Tanner, your wife. I don't think Meg's going to make the trip. I think she's well, going to stay with the kiddos. very pissed now. Yeah, well, such is life sometimes. True, true, which is why we've just now been doing this podcast. <laughs> so, again, check it out. Check out his album, too. 
Support local music in general. I'd rather my made the trip, though. Hey, now it's a party. I know. <laughs> so here we are. We've finally been waiting for it. I've heard yes. it. You guys are getting ready to listen to it the first time, yes. as is anybody listening to this, hopefully. You'll be hearing it for the first time. We're debuting Danny's band's artist new song. You know, you pop, pop the top here on this one? Let's pop the top. Alright. This Let's is for you. This is for you, Danny. Yeah, Danny, hey. Danny is supporting local music. This is this is like seriously some premier shit. This my, is awesome. My man Danny P. Three, two, one. It's for you, Danny. Here it is. Premiere of his song, Are We?
Hell yeah. That is from Danny, his band Artist. Great song. That song rips. Guitar rips for days. I love that kind of shit. Song Are We? Again, don't forget to check his album out coming out next Friday called Room 815. He's got some great music on there that uh, is available right now on iTunes, Spotify. Um, again, I can't say enough about it. He's a cool guy, first of all. And secondly, write some good goddamn music. So again, that was the premiere of Are We? Uh, should be getting a link here from Danny soon. Just check it out to be able to download it. Um, and then also, we will have a link to buy tickets. Don't forget to check out his show at the Listing Loom next Saturday. What do you guys think? Oh man, that was killer. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'd, I, I would love to play the other songs for him right now, but I mean, I you know, I don't, <laughs> right, right. don't want to give it all away. Right. But man, he, he he writes some great music, and uh, that song just rips from the start. And that's the guitar riff, just stuck in your head. I love that stuff. Love it. So again, thank you to Danny for letting us premiere that for him. The song are we? And can't wait to hear his music. So uh, hear hear his album, I should say. And uh, yeah. So uh, about time to wrap this one up, boys. Want to save the best uh, for last there, with Danny. Again, appreciate him. Uh, appreciate him letting us letting us play that for him. That, 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 that's awesome. Uh, again, hopefully you've all enjoyed hearing us either for the first time or hearing us again. We've uh, had a great time coming back here. And uh, doing this now, we have a uh, headquarters. HQ. GSP HQ. <laughs> man, man. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram now. Try to keep up with that. It's a little hard with Instagram with pictures. Uh, no, I don't do Twitter. I don't even have my own Twitter. I've never been a tweeter. I might, uh, I'll see if Tanner maybe can handle it. He's a, tweet, he's a tweeter. Is he? Yeah. And then also on SoundCloud, which is where you'll be able yeah. to find this episode. Go to SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud. Check us out. We have all of our previous episodes on there from our humble beginnings <laughs> to now where we are a little more professional now. A little better sound, hopefully, for you guys. Uh, we're not just hovering over my phone. Now we just have microphones shoved down our throats. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about this show is as you are listening to it, it's almost like you're listening to a live show. There's, I don't do any editing with this. We, yeah. do, we do a little sound run, make sure everybody's sounding good. And we do the show. That's probably why you've heard a couple flubs or, uh, you know, misspoken words or a little Paul, awkward pauses here and there. I mean, it, you know, I, I'm doing a little directing as I'm, I'm going here. And, you know, Paul had a lot of beers. Yeah, we yes. have to take piss breaks. Yeah, there's yeah. piss breaks, there's kids, there's dogs, there's fiancés, there's <laughs> wives, there's, I mean, it's not perfect, people, but it's great. Yeah, it, it is great, and uh, again, you're hearing this as we do it. I mean, that's, this is what it boils down to. I don't go in and I don't edit this like a lot of people do. I don't edit out segments, I don't shorten the show. Like, there's a reason the show's called Gone Shooting, it's because we do it on the spot. We shoot, talk, we just go we, we don't have a script right? we make little bullet points about what we want to talk about and we roll from there and some of this a lot of stuff we've talked about where i didn't even have 
written down to talk about. Um, and that's what makes this show great. That's, that's what makes this show fun to do. Uh, we love doing it. Cannot wait to be back again. Again, stay tuned. We will most definitely keep you posted. Uh, Going to be a lot more active than we were the first time around. I guess you can kind of call this almost season two of the Gone Shooting Podcast. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's nice to take breaks every now and then. Uh, life happens. Uh, nobody can hate on that. And uh, we've all had big, great things happen in our lives. Uh, more great things to come. Uh, again, thank you everybody who stuck around, who's listened to us before. Thank you to any new followers we have that you're just checking in for the first time. We hope you really enjoyed the show. Um, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Gone Shooting, that's shooting with apostrophe <laughs> podcast. Um, and again, let us know. You know, we got t-shirt ideas, you know, any, anything to help us out here, any kind of feedback, you know, what we do good, what we do bad, uh, anything at all. Don't be afraid to let us know. Don't be afraid to like, share, and comment. Like I said in a post the other day, you probably spend half the time scrolling looking at useless crap anyway, so <laughs> why yeah, not... Man. Take 30 seconds out and help us out. Yeah, why, why not just be something actually productive? Share a post. Invite your friends. Trust me, I've invited freaking everybody that I could and it won't even let me invite any more people at all. That's how many people I've invited. And I feel like, you know, the podcast... Take the time to spend commenting. That's fine. Just at least, at least like, share, invite. I mean, it don't take that long to do. Be honest with you. I probably take longer writing the post and thinking about what, what, how I want to bitch at you for <laughs> not liking and sharing, commenting. You know, than it would take you to actually do it. But again, you're there for a reason. Uh, you like listening to the show. Um, again, feedback, please, please, please. Don't be afraid to give us any. We're doing the best we can. We're not professionals by any means. We don't get nah. paid for this. No. In fact, I'm probably in the hole for doing this show. <laughs> so, just because uh, we just, just to get it started and do it, because it's fun. We have a great time doing it. Uh, can't wait already. I can't, it's kind of weird that this is already over. Well, I know, man. It felt no. like no time at all. It felt like it took us forever to get ready, and now here we are wrapping up the show. Hey, but, you know, it's, it's three guys who have a very involved lives amongst ourselves and we just like a little bit of time yeah. to record our conversations to set it up. I got three shout-outs real quick to the, personally to me, my friends, people I know, three the most loyal listeners in my world. It's not us three, is it? No, no, it's not us three. <laughs> Other than us three, uh, we got KB, Jess, and Laura. You three know who you are. Do you know, Willie, you got anybody who... Uh, I'll throw out uh, Tommy Minnick Weber for sure. I know Shawnee Lynn's going to give us a, uh, a listen. Uh, we want to stress checking out his Bitcoin Sports. Um, and podcast, his website and podcast is great. I know he's going to give us a 
Cameron. Uh, Danny. Danny really loves the show. Which, you know, obviously, it's, you know, probably why he's all for us. Helping him out and him helping us, help, helping us out as well. Uh, we got a couple good reviews on the page. I mean, I, you know, Kyle. I just, Kyle. I, I, I just look at numbers, basically. I, numbers are numbers. We got enough listeners. We just want to see it. So, again, don't be afraid to like. Don't be afraid to share. You know, you, and you're more than welcome to post on our page. You got some stupid meme to show us? By all means, we'll share it out there for everybody. Yeah, I don't know if you guys realize this, but uh, my ass was on our page. His, his literal ass. That man, that the early days of gone shooting. <laughs> Probably before we even knew what a podcast was. <laughs> it was before we knew that podcasts weren't even popular. That was the genesis ago. of the, uh, the idea that is GSP. Exactly. <laughs> those kind of shenanigans, those kind of times, that's, that's, you know, we've had so many of them over the years. You know, they, they don't happen as often now because we're grown-ups. Right, we're grown-ups. <laughs> we get it. We have real-time jobs. We can't just focus all of our time and energy on this, but when we do, it's really fun. We, we truly, like, we love it. So, love us back. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's about it for us, guys. Uh, Great starting, like, yeah. vamping show. Feels like, good. Getting us back out there. Felt good. Uh, thanks to Danny again. I, I can't. I can't say enough for him. Uh, for him to let us do this, play his song for the first time. I mean, and, you know, that's, that's such a cool thing. That's such a cool thing for us, man. There's so many local bands and groups that want to get their like their material out there in the world. And hey, we just provide another little avenue. Right. Like, hit us up. You know someone who has music or art or whatever the fuck. Give yep. us a like, comment, share. Let us know. For sure. sure. We're not non-discriminatory. Absolutely. Exactly. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a few more followers through him because he's been sharing it up for us. And you know, maybe through through him they'll get to listen to his new song and be like, yeah. man, that's cool. These guys did this for him. And again, uh, just check us out: Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Gone shooting podcast. Happy to be back. Definitely gonna be sticking with this again, and uh, just stay tuned on our posts. We'll, you know, we'll let you know when the next show's rolling around. We've got our top five gonna return. We love that. We love all the interaction we've had. You can go back on our page. It's probably gonna take a little bit because we shit post a lot, uh, or at least I do. Um, people, I mean, we, we've had comments all all around for uh, our top fives, man. We, we've had some great, great responses for that and uh you guys got anything else you want to add before we wrap this up for good i think i'm good yeah hey we love our listeners absolutely let's go oh, oh, 300 yeah we have reached 300 followers on facebook and you know i'm even going to top that right now gentlemen literally looking at my phone waiting for it to load right now so we can goodbye I know, phone's fucking up right now. Here we go, here we go. We are at officially 352. That is insanity. We're getting there. That is literal insanity. Help us keep that number growing. Because we just started this not even a year ago. Not even a year ago. We're up to 352 followers. We want more. We want more. There is never enough. We've had about 150. Yeah. I mean, that's huge, guys. And, you know, hey, give us suggestions. If you want to hear something, 
hear our thoughts, ideas, comments, yeah. whatever. Shoot it our way. We're gone shooting. Shoot we're shooting it. the shit. Right. It's that simple, Shoot guys. We're not, a, we're not a hunting site. Well, for guns, hunting, whatever. But that's not our... That's not our... Love me some deer jerky. <laughs> right. But, like, we're shooting the shit. As in conversational talk. Let's go. Appreciate you guys. Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Gone Shooting Podcast again. We'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to tune in. Don't forget to tell your friends. And uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you all have a great time listening. Let us know what you think, please. And we will see you guys next time on the Gone Shooting Podcast.